Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome on in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215 215- 592-9494. A lot to get to today. we got to put the kibosh on something here. No more of something that we kibosh. saw. Yeah, we got to end something in Philadelphia. The best thing I, I have going in Philadelphia sports right now. Something I love. We'll get to that. Rhea Hughes at 11. Lots to do today. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Phil. How's everybody doing this morning, man? Well, I do pretty good, uh, and it's a today's a special day, Hugh. It's, it's Leap Day. Leap Day, yeah, you like extra day? day of Black History Month. That's yeah. what, that's when I said it to you this morning. You're like, oh yeah, extra day. It is February 29th. We don't get these. Uh, well, obviously, once every four years. All right, and today on Leap Day, this year on Leap Day, it got me thinking about the calendar. Right, you look at the calendar every once in a while, and I looked at it today mm-hmm. because we are very close now to NFL free agency, the start of the new league year. March 13th, we'll be at McGurk's for our Birdstown Hall, and that will be. Day one of the new league year, March 11th, that Monday, that'll be when legal tampering starts, right? When the GMs and the agents, yeah, legal tampering, which sounds funny because tampering has been going on for a while. Yeah, but you could talk, right? Legally, you could talk on Monday, March 11th. You can make offers to players. You could do all that kind of stuff. So the clock is ticking here. And Hugh, it's ticking on someone in particular. It's, It's ticking on Jason Kelsey to make a decision on his future. Look, we know, I mean, since the season ended, there was that report that came out the next day. We kind of already said goodbye to Jason Kelsey in a weird way at WIP. We all thought he had retired, but he never said he retired. And he said he wanted to tell everyone his decision when it was time. And now we are nearly at March. We're nearly at the start of the new league year. And he hasn't said anything whether he's in or he's out. So my belief is the Eagles need to give him a deadline. I mean, I, I think they've been very respective of his last month and a half, you know, making his decision, trying to figure this out with his family. Obviously, doing some stuff at the Super Bowl with other networks, like you know, sitting down with Amazon and whatever, trying to figure out if there's a role for him. And I get this is a hard decision. It's one I've never had to do. 
Hugh, you had to do a decision oh, like no, this. No, I didn't. I didn't really have. Well, I didn't have a, they, right. they made it for me. You're right. They, they did. made it for me. I didn't have. I didn't have a choice. But I get how difficult it could be to be a high level player and to still be young in life and not know what to do. It's hard. I, and we watched the documentary last year, so I know it's really hard on him. But if I'm the Eagles, I need to know. And and here's the way I, I'll I'll say it this way. I I give him a week. Like what, from today, I give him one week because if I'm Howie. I need to have that weekend right before the league year starts, before legal tampering, to figure out my salary cap situation, to figure out my plans, and my uh, you know going after a guard and free agency, whatever. And the way I view this is, they need to know how much money they have to spend in free agency. They need to know if they're going to go after a replacement on the offensive line of free agency. Mm-hmm. And I got a new offense to install with a new coordinator. I need to know: Are you in? Or are you out even before I make draft plans in April? Because I might draft a kid there. 215-592-9494. We all love Jason Kelsey. And Jason Kelsey gets one more week, if I'm Howie, to make a decision. Hugh, where do you come down on this? Because it's uh, it's almost March, and we don't know yet. See, like, I, I agree with you with the hard deadline. I just don't like all the bass that you have in your voice, Joe. I mean, the bass in your voice makes me a little like you, you, you're making it feel like you're being aggressive. I don't think it needs to be that. I, I I understand the week thing. I don't know if I would give him one week to figure it out, but he has to let me know before free agency gets going. Like I'll probably say the night before free agency, I would like to know because then that way I can I can figure out, you know, my moves I'm going to make. And as far as the money is concerned, listen, if I'm going into this thing because Jason Kelsey is still the best center in the game right now, even when he if he's going to retire and if he decides to come out, he's the best center in the game. Sure, as, as we speak. So I'm going to give that man as much time as he possibly can. And I understand that I would like to think that Jason loves this organization enough to not leave them in a bind like that. I mean, he understands that there's a time limit to this. So I don't think he would leave them in a bind. So with, with, with everything you're saying, I'm on, I'm on board with. But it's just all that bass in your voice, Joe. You need to kind of take a little bit of that out. He don't need to just be like, it don't need to sound like you talking about, yo, you need to tell me this day, and if it don't happen, then we got to make a move. It don't, it don't have to be like that. Well, it does. I mean, he's got it. Not really. Well, that's a hard deadline, Hugh. I, I, I don't think of it as anything but, Jason, I need to know by this date if you're in. that We want you to be in. But if you're not, sure, we're moving on. I mean, that like if I'm Howie, I have to move on. On. Those words are so harsh, though. But like, you but don't, I'm you don't a fu- need those words. But why? You don't need to use those words. But I'm running. He's a Hall of Famer, man. You don't need to handle Hold him on. like that. Is this? Are they the Jason Kelseys or the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> see that way. See well, that way. Why are you gonna go there with? Because it? you said he's a Hall of Famer. What yeah, does that and, have to do with my team? He's the best player at his position. Still wonderful. That, that's so great. I like. I I understand the situation that I'm in, especially with the the new cap ramifications and all other stuff. That's not an issue for me. I just need to know if he wants to play or not. And if he's going to be all in, because that was one of the questions that he had last year when the thing started to slide, whether or not he could make that type of commitment that would, would have him all in. And he's had almost two months to make a decision. Like, I, I, I didn't say, Jason, day after the playoff game, I know it's, it's, it's the, the wound is tough right now and it's hurting. Tell me what you're doing. The Eagles have given him plenty of time. Let's listen to Howie Roseman first at the combine press conference today because Here's what I'm wondering here. Are the Eagles actually going to give him a deadline? I think they should. Howie did not sound like he's interested in deadlines here, and I, I don't know about that. Here's Howie a couple days ago. Obviously, uh, those guys are unbelievable players, unbelievable people, and uh, they deserve the right to decide what's best for them. And, um, you know, uh, we'll wait and give them whatever time and space they need to make the right decisions. And I think the important thing from our perspective is you'd never want to see them 
wearing different colors. And I, I think for us, no matter when that is, if they want the opportunity to come back, we, we'd want to have the opportunity to bring them back. Well, I understand that part. They don't want to see him wearing different colors. You want to give him time. Look, I, I understand there's a delicate balance. Time. Yeah, it is. But you, they, he can't have as much time as he needs. I have to either move on and build my team or not. So a couple things. One, he doesn't play for cheap, right? So that mm. affects my cap room. I'm not worried about the money part, by the way, when it comes to Kelsey. But I, I get it. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not worried about paying him, but I am worried about allocating the money if he's not coming back because I could lose out on a safety I need. I could no, lose out on I a get linebacker. That point. I get that point. So I need to know with that. And the other thing is... I got to know if I need a replacement, right? Like it's a player. But by the time we get to McGurk's on March 13th, I would guess like 10 of the top interior linemen, guards or centers or whatever, they're going to be gone. So if Jason doesn't know, then I might lose out on those players. Yeah, and see, I, I can't do that. See, this this is what I, I think, and this is why I feel like it doesn't have to be as heavy-handed because I, I understand, well, I think that Jason understands the position that the Eagles are in. And the timing, like this is one of those things where you're right, Joe, you're on the clock. You're definitely on the clock. But I don't want him to feel like he's being pressured, even though there is some pressure to this, because he understands that we have to get this train moving in the right direction. Now, as far as some of those contingencies that you're talking about, I think some of those are already in place, whether or not he's here or not. I think some of those are already in play because, you know, this is not a chess. This is not a checkers game. This is chess. And you always have to prepare for potentially what's going to happen. But as far as allowing him the uh, the time that he needs, I think that realistically I give him up to the day before free agency starts because there are going to be some conversations that are going to be had. As a matter of fact, during that, that, that period, there are probably some deals that are already going to be done. Mm. So I would even say push it back to make you feel a little bit happy like three days before free agency starts. I need to know what your plan is. And – on top of that, I don't think that Jason is the type of guy that once he makes a decision that there's going to be a position or a situation where he's going to waffle on that decision and say, oh, in a couple of months from now, he's going to want to come back. Because I think that at that point, he's already going to have his deals in place for television and all that other stuff. Not saying that he can't come back if he wants to, but I, I think that his loyalty to the Eagles means more to him than going out there and just playing football just to be playing. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles give Jason Kelsey a hard deadline to make a decision? It's it is kind of bizarre we don't have a decision yet, and only for this reason. The reporting came out the day after the playoff game that he was going to retire. He spent time here, obviously, the last couple months, meeting with networks and all that kind of stuff, like obviously preparing for his next time. I'm just kind of confused why he hasn't said it yet. It makes me think he's considering still playing. Like All the tea leaves say he's going to retire. And maybe the Eagles know he is, and we just haven't had an announcement yet. Hugh, it is a little bizarre to me he hasn't said it yet because the day after the playoff game, like Adam Schefter's reporting, he's re- he told his teammates he's retiring. Yeah, and then on top of that, you got to think, like, Jason Kelsey's in a rarefied position where he's a showman now. The longer he milks this, the better it is for him. I mean, to be honest. In terms of, like, getting an offer from a network? Offers from networks, uh, being on all these different podcasts and doing all this different stuff. He might be thinking about it like that. Like, they're they're in a position, him and his brother, right now. I would venture to say that their podcast is killing it. Oh, of course. It's killing it I think it's the number one sports podcast in the world. Yeah, it's killing it. And, And everybody and their mother wants to talk to him. And the longer he holds on to this, it's almost the equivalent of, you remember back in the day when they had the little teenage heart throbs and stuff? (laughs) <laughs> and and they would say something to the effect that it's better if you're seen as being single. 
yeah. as opposed to having somebody in a sure. relationship because it, it just it just adds to the to the to the flair. It feels like it's probably some of that because you had one you have one story coming out as soon as the season was over, and now they walked it back, and now he's been kind of milking this and being on every pod, podcast and every show you could think of talking about his decisions and the fact that. Shaq's giving him decisions or or giving him advice sure. about what he should do. So there there might be some tr- strategies to all of this as well. Yeah, well, there might be, and that's fine. And look, he can do whatever he wants. He just got to tell the Eagles. I mean, like he does he doesn't have to tell me. I mean, I, I'd love to know. I think we'd all love to know as fans of his. But the Eagles got to know. And if I'm Howie, and look, it's it's not. I don't think it's it's out of turn for them to say, Hey, Jason, we got to know. We have to plan here. And and if I'm Howie and I'm the Eagles, I, I say I, I give you a week from today. I need a couple days that weekend to set all my plans up, to set my meetings up, to, to set up that first phone call. I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, but the Eagles are going to have a, a bunch of cap room. Uh, and when legal tampering starts, they're going to call a player and an agent, whoever that is. Maybe it's a pass rush, maybe it's a safety, a corner. Maybe it's an offensive lineman if they know they're losing Jason Kelsey. Who's that first phone call going to? I need to know if I have this guy in or out. 215 592 94-94. All right, Howie didn't stop, though, just at the press conference. He went on pro football talk with Mike Florio, and Florio tried to press him. Like He tried to press him with the idea of, like, when do you really need to know this answer from Jason? Here was Howie. When do you need to know what Jason Kelsey's going to do for 2024? Well, I know this. Um, you know, I don't think that there's a scenario in any of our minds, starting with Jeffrey, where Jason ever plays anywhere else. So... Um, he deserves the time to decide what he wants to do. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to accommodate that because, you know, he doesn't need to be rushed on that and whatever. But, but he, he was making it clear. He, you guys need to know by the start of the league year last year. He made that clear in the documentary. Is that well, when you need to know this well, year? Well, a lot, a lot of things are different last year. Than All right. This year. <laughs> it sounds to me like Howie's given him a longer lease this year. I mean, that last year, Kelsey said in the documentary, they need to know by the start of the league year. That's coming up in about less than two weeks here. Howie didn't say that there. I, I think there should be a deadline here. 215-592-9494 to hop in. Should the Eagles give Kelsey a deadline to make a decision? I, I believe it's got to be a hard one one week from today. Uh, Kyle, what do you feel on this as the Eagles await Jason Kelsey's decision before they start their offseason here? Yeah, they need to give him a hard deadline because it's pretty simple. They need to find out what they're going to be able to do this offseason in free agency I, I, with the cap increasing as much as it did. Like, the Eagles need to know if they're going to be able to, like we were talking about yesterday, open up the checkbook, open up the wallet, and, and they need to know what positions they need to go after. Like, if Jason Kelsey is going to push off this decision until June, then then like, what do you do? I mean, how do you prepare Cam Jurgens to play? It just makes everything way more difficult. And I think the way that the Eagles like to do things is sort of spend money in free agency to to fill the holes so that they're not like desperate for reaching for somebody in the draft. And Jason Kelsey making his decision in a timely fashion gives them the most possible flexibility. So they need to give him a hard deadline. Uh, it's time. I, I give him a week. Jason Kelsey has one more week to go here to make this decision. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phone lines here. Mike in Douglasville is up. What's up, Mike? Mike. What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's hey, going Mike. On? What's up, buddy? Man, it's amazing the growth of Hugh Douglas in just a short year. It was almost a year to this day, Hugh, I called in because this was a very similar topic. And I said, yeah, we got to give Jason, you know, to uh, the start of the, uh, the new league year, you know, the start of free agency, and I need to know by then. 
You yelled at me and said I was disrespectful. <laughs> now you're saying the same damn wait, thing. Wait, wait a minute. How, what did I do now? Wait a minute. Say it again. A I year said, ago when we, we had a similar discussion last uh-huh. year, right? Because we were waiting to and see. And I said he need. what did I say? You said he can I, have as much time as he needs last year. I did. Yeah. I said he could, right? Yeah. You said he yeah, could have he he could more time. Yeah, no, but I'm saying line. he can't. He can't have. He can't. Like I think we we're saying the same thing. No, though, you right? said a deadline. I right, said a right deadline. Now we're saying the All same right, thing. let's I'm hold on a second. Do you think he should? They should put a deadline on him. Hard well, uh, deadline. Well, see, I'm like, listen. I, I know what you're saying now, Mike. See, this is the thing. Like, I don't like all the base. I understand what Hugh, Joe's saying, but I, I, Joe I, got a lot of core base value in his voice. number one, Hugh. On. <laughs> Hugh, I, I, can, I can whisper for everyone. Hold on, Hugh. A hard deadline is a hard deadline. No, it means if you say, if you say, if you don't have an answer on this day, I'm moving Mike, on. Mike, Mike, I hear what you're saying, but 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 Joe Joe got too much base in his voice, man. How else you want me to say I'm, it? I'm not being I'm not Hugh. being wishy washy. I just don't like how Joe. I just don't like how Joe is just making it seem like he's he's being aggressive with his tone. That's all. Hugh, there is absolutely no bass in Joe's voice. I don't even know if I have bass in my voice. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I did. I did move the line just a little bit. I, I'm hey, not we gonna moved lie. The I, moved, moved I, the I moved the goalposts. I moved the goalposts just. a it's little It's all about bit. the core values no, around here. But 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 the original. It was the original premise. Like I give him to. Two days or three days before free agency, but that's still like that's a soft, that's a soft hard line. <laughs> no, 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 hard, no, no, there's no, there's, there's no soft hard lines. Hard <laughs> deadline. Have a take. Hey, <laughs> I am, I am disrupting the core values right, on let, the let, second uh, day of Mike, core values. Let me, let me, let's, let's pin you. Let's pin Hugh on this. If Kelsey comes to the Eagles, but two days for free agency, says I need another week. What are you saying? Two days before free agency. Yeah, he says I need another week. Because I'll tell you what I'm saying, Jason. We love you. I'm moving on. I, I got to move on. I, I guess. I guess. I, I guess You're I letting say him. The same thing. No, I feel it. You're letting him no, get an extra I week. Mean, listen, like Mike, he's the best center in the game still. Like he doesn't he I, get I, a little I, bit of grace? Like can I give him a little bit of grace? I'll like, tell you hey what, man, I'll, I can't. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Last year, I said hard line start a free agency. I need to know, and a lot of that had to do with some cap space issues because we have a, obviously a lot more this year than we did last year. Given that we had the increase in cap space and we have a little bit more flexibility, I'd be slightly inclined to give him that extra slightly. week. But I'm telling him nothing past that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would probably give him a couple more days. I wish I, I had you guys as teachers at school. When is this paper due? Yeah, well, if you, if you ask nice, they'll give an extra week. I, don't, I know my boss is thoroughly irritated with me right now. Like, damn it, you have a take. I, it is my take. I, I, just wouldn't, I just wouldn't be as aggressive. As Joe's so Tony it's not really a deadline then. <laughs> you know what? And my good phone comment. It's the difference. You know how the um, the NBA has the soft cap and the NFL yeah, has the hard cap. The hard cap. You got, I the, got soft the soft cap. cap. Yeah. You have the soft I'm, deadline. I, feel I have like the I'm being hard a little deadline. Soft with this one, it, it is a little soft. But man, like you're talking about a guy who still graded out really, really high. Of course. And 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 is still considered the best center in the game. And I'm like, like that. Even though I am prepared to move on from him. And I have contingencies in play to have him out there, and with his knowledge and and his his comfort level with the quarterback, man, that's something. And a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, OC. Like, I would rather have that. I would rather have that if I could have it. So that's why I'm kind of I'm hedging just a little bit. Uh, look, I think everyone. It- 
in general, wants him back for the for the most part. I mean, there might be a few people out there like, yeah, it's time to move on. But I think for the most part, it, we we want him back. The, the the reality though is they got to move on if he's not sure. And I give him a hard deadline. He's got one week, and I actually think I'm being lenient on this. And I'll tell you why. The Eagles are at the combine right now. There's a chance they could like a guard or a center in the first round and just keep Jurgens a guard, keep Dickerson a guard, take another center. They could. I'm not saying that's what they're going to pick in the first round, but. If they don't know what Kelsey's doing, do they investigate that kid this week? It changes the whole offseason. I, I think they have to get to a point in the next couple of days where they give him a phone call or however him and how he communicate and say, I got to know by this date. I, I want to give you your space. I know this is hard with you and your family, but I got to know. I look at it like this, though, Joe, to be totally honest. I, I feel like his replacement is already on the roster, and I feel like the replacement for his replacement is already here. See, that I'm not sure about. The first part I agree with you on, Jerkins, mm-hmm. right? But who who do you think plays right guard? See that Steen? I don't I don't know if who's not, the big that's the big kid from Alabama, yes. right? Yes, I'm not maybe he is. That's but the I'm, big, like I I'm think, not sure he's a starter next year. Yeah, I think they might try to give him a chance because this is why I say that is because Howie has made it clear that he's probably going to be in a situation where with cat restraints and everything that he's going to have to play a lot of the young guys. So if say I, I would have him out there at guard. I could probably do that with this with this new offensive coordinator and this this new um, scheme that they're probably going to be running. I, I I would probably be comfortable with that and have to move on because there's not. I don't feel like they're going to allocate some of the resources like they did in the past to the offensive side of the ball. I think this year it's probably going to be allocated more heavily defense. I agree with you, but that also plays in, right? You got to know, do I have to leave 14 or 15 or 16 million off on the side for JC Kelsey if he decides to come back, or do I use it on the defense? 215-592-9494. We are less than two weeks to the start of the league year. We are about a week and a half to legal tampering. I think it's time for the Eagles to put a deadline on JC Kelsey. Just like, hey, Jason, I I need to know. I'd give him one more week to say he's in. Or he's out to play in 2024. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles give J.C. Kelsey, make sure I say this right, a hard deadline. Not a soft one. A hard deadline. Should they like a lot of hard and soft like, talk today, guys. I feel like I'm being attacked. Well, there's just different <laughs> kinds of deadlines. That's all. Yeah, Have you're right. Thank you. <laughs> hard deadline. Yes or no. We'll get your phone calls. Plus, we just got an update from Troy Vincent about the possibility of banning the tush bush. A play that obviously Kelsey's the anchor of. Does it look like it's going to get banned? We'll give you an update on that. Rhea joins us in studio at 11. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles give Jason Kelsey a hard deadline to say he's in or he's out for 2024? We'll talk about it next right here in the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94. What do you think? Are you going to be in the booth? You're going to go in movies maybe? Or, or are you going to go back and play for the Eagles? <laughs> you have 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, we need a trend. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, I think, know. Okay. Um, that's a good yeah, answer. That's what I'm – I'm trying to figure it out right now. There's right now exploring different opportunities. If I end up retiring, uh, still working out and staying in shape. If I end up playing again, Jason Kelsey, that's the most recent update with David Spade there. So he's working out in case he plays, but he's do you know taking interviews in case he goes to retirement. It, it still feels to me like if I had to guess right now, my guess is he's going to retire, but it doesn't seem like he's totally sure he's going to retire. He got options, man. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. I, I don't know. A, a player of his caliber, if, if that was me, I don't know. The, the the idea of going to Hollywood, making movies, or, or, or working at Fox or one of the main uh, sports networks, that would probably be appealing to me and not beat my body up. But I understand. But it's another thing. For me, I was kicked out the NFL. 
I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the luxury of of being able to have the option of whether or not I wanted to play. Does she do anything for yeah, us? Yeah, basically. That was, most that players was me. are more like you were. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where I, I feel like he's earned the right. All, in all honesty, I, I feel like he's earned the right to do whatever makes him feel good, and that's why in this situation, I'm I'm hedging, and I know it's like I got to have a take, but I'm a little hedging a little bit because this is a this is a situation where a lot of guys don't get to do this. And you have to make sure that when you make this decision that you're okay with it. You know, you don't want to be out there thinking like, damn, I should have played that last year. You know what I mean? Or you don't, And you also don't want to be in a situation where your game falls off to the point where you probably should have stayed your ass at home. So that's the, that's what you're really weighing. Yeah, and look, there's a lot. I mean, he's got a. I mean, with that documentary last year, he barely could move around his house, and he's got to think about you know his his life, right? Host football and, and playing with his kids and having a normal life, all that stuff. And I respect all of that, and I've respected enough where I've the Eagles and I have given him two months, and now I got to have a deadline. Here's my take: He's got one more week. I, like I love Jason Kelsey; he's a great player. But if I'm the Eagles and I'm Howie, I need to know what I'm doing. I've got a week and a half until the start of the new league year. I've got a week and a half until you know legal tampering starts. I want a decision one week from today. It gives me that next weekend to play. You know, figure out to what plot, I, and pr- plot and strategize. Plot my money. Plot my free agent meetings. I mean, there's that. Every team makes that first call on legal tampering. I don't know who the Eagles' first call is going to be to. There's going to be a player in free agency. They're going to call right away. Is that guy a guard? Is it an offensive lineman to replace Kelsey, or is it a defensive player? I think it's probably going to be regardless. It's yeah, I don't know. You know, Hugh, I, I agree that they've done a good job kind of transitioning the offensive line to be ready for this because they have Dickerson, they have Jurgens. But if you move Jurgens to, to center, you, you need a right guard. Out. Yeah, you weaken yourself at another position. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I definitely get that. And the other, you have the combine going on right now, which is a separate thing. They could be looking at guards there if they know Kelsey's going to go. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles put a hard deadline on Jason Kelsey to make a decision here? I, I would. And if it is still uncomfortable for him, he doesn't know, I got to move on as much as I love the guy. All right, before we get back to the phones here, this is interesting. Troy Vincent spoke on the idea of the tush push. Is it going anywhere, Hugh? This has been a big story, obviously, for a year now. According to Troy Vincent on Pro Football Talk Live, it doesn't sound like this thing is going anywhere. Quote, don't punish a team that strategically does it well. Vincent said the NFL Competition Committee didn't even discuss the tush push when it met at the scouting combine because everyone is on the same page and there's no reason to ban it. Tush push back for 2024. Yeah, he kind of, but that was kind of what he was echoing early on. And I was kind of curious when you said it, I thought whether or not he changed his mind. But he's, he said that during the course of the year. He said, you don't punish the team for doing something well. And and that's basically what the Eagles do. They do that well. And, you know, I know we've been making a lot of jokes. Well, I've been making a lot of jokes about Nick Sirianni's offense and things of that nature. But there were some good elements to that offense last year. The tush and, push. And the tush push was one of them. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of them. Well, that was probably the only one, but it was one. Yeah, they, the tush push was was quite good. So that'll be back for twenty twenty four, Kelsey or not. All right, back to the phone lines here. Naeem is up. What's up, Naeem? Naeem, Hi, how's everyone doing? I'm. Uh, I wanted to tip in on the uh, the hard deadline for for Jason Kelsey. Can you hear me? Yeah, we, we got, got you. you, buddy. What are you thinking on this? I, I think we should give a hard deadline just because. He is on his last leg, and uh, we got to start to prepare for the future. We can't really put all eggs in one basket for one year unless we think it politically in regards to the Kelsey being the face of 
the NFL. It just it would be nice to have a, a Kelsey brothers a rematch in the Super Bowl. That's the only monster I can have as an Eagles fan. Now, it is young players that's in this draft. Cam Jurgens was a pick that Jason Kelsey picked out. He was drafted as a center from Nebraska. Yeah, he played guard for us. So, if we move him to center, we are lacking the position at the guard. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, I feel as if it's some free agents. Like, we got uh, Williams from Miami. He's going to be a free agent that we can uh, try to tap in on. There's also some prospects. Uh, uh, Powers from Oregon. He's probably a first-round pick. But you also got Zach Frazier, and you got a, a, a center that's out in Georgia as well, a successful Georgia team, Van Puren, that's also – he can also bring in uh, – fulfilling that position as well. I just feel as if the center position is, is, is very important, especially to the success of the offense, because that's the communication in regards to the center and the quarterback. Just to help out with any audibles, any checks, the center can uh, seek it out first and be able to communicate that. I think that's what we lack that in regards to the, the last seven games. We had a chemistry issue, and it's it just miscommunication. So that's why Jalen Hurts can't really do his text and uh, switch up and do his audibles just because of the, the, the communication. So I just feel as if uh, we have to move on just from this uh, this era with our, with our great players that we have, and we have to try to find some prospects because – yeah, they got a plan, Naeem. They got. You're right. They got. And you mentioned the draft. I mean, I I don't think they're going to draft an interior lineman of the 22nd pick, but they could. Like you mentioned, the kid from Oregon. Like if they fall in love with him at the combine this week and Kelsey retires, that could be their pick. So like they they probably need to know so they could talk to him and get to know him and and, and do all that scouting stuff. They got to do. The, the more time they have, the better off they'll be to to make this decision here. I agree. Naeem, you got it, buddy. We appreciate the phone call. You all right? No, I, I, I was just no. I totally agree with you, man. I, I but I don't think that number one. I don't think that the Eagles are going to draft an offensive line with that first pick. I think that they're probably going to be more defensive centric. I think that, like we were talking about, they're probably going to try to promote from within if Kelsey doesn't play. But they still have a hole. They still have a hole, but I don't think it would be. I don't think they would fill that hole with a high first-round draft pick maybe, at that guard position. Maybe not. Though I do think there's a real chance they take a tackle that could play guard. Because they always try to think years in advance, right? Like, Lane probably only has a couple years left. I, yeah. If you tell me right now, Joe, they take a tackle with the first pick and play him at guard for a couple years, I won't be surprised at that. No, they're going to do something to try to fill those holes. But I think that, for the most part, out of these nine draft picks that we have, that they're at least seven of them, six or seven of them, are going to probably be defensive mm. I take the under. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I, I think you have. Howie's to. always going offense. You know what's funny? When I look at this team, and I look at the way it's it's constructed right now, they have more talent. They're more talented on the offensive side of, of course, the ball, of course, than they are on the defensive side of the ball. And you also have, I guess, for a lack of a better way of saying it, a little bit of a power struggle on that side of the ball. And I'm only saying it like that because, like I said, on I offense, can't think of – Yeah, because I can't think of another word to, to use and, and say there's a little bit of a balance issue. How about that? Between the Coach Goober and what Coach Sirianni wants to do. So there's going to be a little bit of a uh, – I guess a changing of the guard mm-hmm. or, or a, a tweakage. That's the word I use, tweakage of the offense. I think on the defensive side of the ball, Coach Fangio is going to be able to do whatever he wants to do because I think they wholeheartedly believe in whatever – his philosophy is. Now, just looking at his defenses in the past, he likes to run a 3-4, and you have to have linebackers for that. As of right now, Joe, we don't have any linebackers. 
So whether or not we draft them or go out and pay for them, mm-hmm. I think they got to get them. They, we got to get more resources on that side of the ball. We have to get more resources yeah. on that side of the ball. Well, That's why I feel like it's probably going to be more of a defensive-centric draft. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. As opposed to going out there and spending a top pick on like a guard or somebody like yeah. that. I do think there's a real chance they spend on defense at free agency and then draft more offense. But we'll see. But the bottom line is the Kel- like they got to know what Kelsey's doing to make their plan for the offseason. All right, I gave some advice here to, J- to the Eagles here, which is, Give Jason Kelsey a deadline. He's got one week from today to say, I'm in or I'm out. You have any advice for everyone today? Do I, well, I have some advice. What do you got? I got some advice. Listen, I need y'all to stop the, the pedestrians. When I have the green light, stop walking in front of my truck, man. Like, like stop doing that. I mean, I got the They're green I got the green light. Yeah. No, I, and I give them grace because most people look at me like when I drive a truck that I'm really overcompensating. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you I'm not. But How about that like, D, baby? It's just like, That's what this was about. No, man. but I'm saying it's, it's like they – they cross the street while the light is green for me, and I'm looking at them like, dog. And, and then they take their time. Don't do that. I know we're in the city, and the rules are in the city are a lot different, but don't do that. That's not cool. Just real quick off of that, because I, you know, people do that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. They do the cool walk, you know, real slow, walking in front of you when you got the green light. You know when they drop the cool walk real quick is you when you slam horn. on the horn and they get a jump scare. Or, or you like, hit that accelerator. It's hard to look cool when you're being jump scared. Or when they hit, so. when they hit it, when they hit it, you push your foot on the, that that accelerator. Oh yeah, dog yeah. Put barking. it in neutral Ooh. and then <laughs> yeah, the hell out of my way. Just make sure you're in neutral, fellas. Just 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 make sure. I so all right. I, I think there's actually a similarity between your advice and mine. What's you that? want you want a very simple thing, which is just don't take your time doing something simple. I am I'm asking for the same thing. Yeah. Jason, are you in or are you out? Yeah. Cross that street or no or don't. This is I know this is hard, but this isn't like the season ended a week ago. No, he's got to make a decision. And he's, he's done his rounds. He's he's uh, jumped through tables. He's uh, gone on every podcast in America. He's worn luchador mask at the club. Oh, he's geez. wilding out. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But he's having fun. Man. He's I, unwind. He can have as much fun as he he's wants. Going off a little steam. Just tell me if you're playing or not. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. For one other quick thing, I'll throw in the mix because our last caller brought it up. So the new 
offensive coordinators here, right? Kellen Moore's here, and you just referenced you know, the idea of sure, they're going to try to mesh these offenses. It's Sirianni's good stuff, whatever that is. Good and, stuff. Um, and obviously what Kellen Moore does. Well, I'm sure now Kellen Moore has reached out to all these guys, right? He's reached out to all his offensive players. He's probably had a conversation with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know who else I bet Kellen Moore has, has at least had a conversation with? Who's that? Cam Jurgens. And I bet he said, hey, Cam, when you get a chance, watch some of the stuff we did with the Cowboys. Watch some of the stuff we did with the Chargers. But Cam doesn't know what position he's watching for right yeah, now. Am I watching the guard? Am I watching the center? That makes him. That makes Cam more. That makes Cam more valuable because he's so versatile. Or so I would tell him to watch both. Well, I would tell him he's wasting time. If you're going to play center, <laughs> then watch the center. <laughs> but he doesn't know right now because we don't know. All right, let's go to Hassan at Strawberry Match. What's up, Hassan? Hassan. Not much. Good, good, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Good morning. I want to know. With Kelsey Lumen, if he retires this year or next year, I feel like Howie should be on the clock. Howie needs to make the right decision because no matter what, we need to fill that position, whether he leaves now or next year. We need to fill that position. So Howie should go into this draft thinking no differently than he's already thinking, whether Jason retires or not, because he's on the clock with Jason. Now, I understand with free agency is different on how you want to spend your money or whatever, but I feel like we need to go ahead and address that defense and leave my Kelsey alone. Let him party with his brother and come on in when he want to come on in. Because like you said, last I checked, he's still the best center in football. So we're giving him as much time as he wants here, son. Why not? I, I gotta, I gotta build a team. No I'm trying to put, what. I'm trying to put a new offense in, and I got the center that's you know doing podcasts. Yeah, exactly. He ain't gonna, he's gonna be doing podcasts whether he's told you he's here or not. Well, right? that, I, I understand that, but but he also like you know he could do his podcast and be part of everything like he's done for the, the past couple years. Is for Howie for a reason, and Howie need to get on it. Like, let's put the onus where it needs to be. Like, stop giving Howie a break every time. Well, I don't it's think it's a Kelsey. break. I'm just I'm trying to give Howie more information so he can make the best decisions. That's all. I want to have information. I have an agent center. What more information do you need? Well, I have he, an agent center so that's, who's on his way out. Well, but yes, he's, you're he's right. Thinking about retirement. So sure. either I'm going in to replace him now, and I'm getting a stud who can replace him now, or I'm gonna get a stud who can replace him next year. But either way, he needs to be replaced. Well, he does. And in a way, they've, they've already done that, right, with Jurgens and Dickerson. And Hassan, it's a good phone call. And I get it. So Hassan wants to give him all the time he needs. Take all the time, Take all- Take all the time you need, man. Take all the time you need. I'm kind of with him on that. I mean, but it, within reason. Within reason. Because we have things that we have to do. And I think that a lot of times, Joe, to be honest, a lot of these decisions or a lot of these contingencies, I should play, I should say, are already in play. Like, they've already tried to figure out, okay, what if Lane doesn't – excuse me, what if Jason doesn't come back? Who can we get to be there, and who can we get to fill in, and, and how are some of these young guys doing? I, I agree with you, but it, it, he, I think the big part of this is he doesn't play for cheap. If Jason Kelsey was on the Brandon Graham retirement tour, which is, you know, play for a couple million because you just want to keep playing, yeah. then that's, that's different. different. Like, Brandon Graham, and I know he wants to play, right? He said that when the season ended, he wants to do one more year. Brandon Graham is easy. Brandon Graham could not show up until August 1st, and no one cares because he's only making a couple million dollars. He'll be a rotational player. Mm-hmm. That's that's just like, come on, you're depth. We love you. Come on in. Kelsey's the center on a brand-new offense, and he makes a lot of money, so it impacts the whole thing. And that's why I'm willing to be a little bit more flexible. And you know what's funny? People are already getting on me talking about I didn't, I didn't blue two of the – 
two core values of the show already. And we just established these we yesterday. We just established them yesterday. I feel like I'm, I'm on that Nick Sirianni, uh, that you better value, You better start re- reshuffling. <laughs> I got to reshuffle the core values. But no, that that's why I feel like this is different because of that situation. Is this team better or worse? I mean, I, I still think they're a good football team, but is it much better with Jason Kelsey at center or not? Yeah, they'd be a better team if he was and that, here. And that's kind of why it, it's different because I know like his decision – because for him, I think that a lot of times last year when he was playing, there were times that I could look on his face and I could tell that he probably wished that he was doing something different. Yeah. Especially when it went bad, when it was going bad. I think he, he probably wished that he was doing something different. He may have rethought his decision. I mean, he may have. Yeah, so I think that's what he's wearing now. Like it, Like for him, I would venture to think that – He's trying to weigh whether or not he can be committed for all 17 games and beyond. I think that's where he is with it because I think there was a lull in the season where, you know, it wasn't going great and he was thinking about all the other stuff, the intangibles and stuff that were going on in the locker room that he's trying to figure out whether or not he can deal with that. I'm sure he is, and I, I respect this decision. I'm sure it's, a, it's, it's, it's extremely hard for Jason Kelsey, but – He's also not above the team. Like his decision True. and his career, next career, I, I, I mean, I don't really care. It, it doesn't affect the Eagles at all. Jason Kelsey's going to go hang out with Amazon, the Amazon crew on Thursday Night Football. Awesome. I'll watch him. I, I think he'll be really good at it. But it doesn't help the 2024 Eagles win football games. What helps them is if he's in or he's out and they know by That's next Thursday. Point. That's valid. 215 592 9494. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff. I love the core values. The moving of the goalposts is my favorite. Yeah, you know what? We'll reshuffle them every couple of weeks just so we we have yeah, them in the right I already, order. I already blew accountability and uh, have a take. I, I, I know. Blew those is accountability part of ours? I think it's an Eagles core value. It's not. It's yeah. not crossing core values. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay, I'm nope. sorry. You got to have no, we have no accountability. Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think very firmly, if there was a six, forget accountability. Midday show core yeah. values and the Eagles are quite different. Now, okay. we both might triple down, but they're, they're, they're different. Go ahead, <laughs> Yep. All right, so selfishly, I want Jason Kelsey to be here, and in a perfect world, just let him choose whenever he wants. But we have a, we have a team here that's still possibly vying for a Super Bowl um, appearance. It's not a, a, a team that's in a rebuilding mode, um, and I need to know if he's going to be playing or not, because if that, that's going to make my decision. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help uh, what I need to do in free agency, since that's the first thing that comes up before the draft. And he's had a month and a half or whatever. Um, so let's go, dude. And I know what he's doing. He's holding out. Well, not really holding out. He's delaying it because he wants to see. He's got all of his opportunities out in front of him. The, the longer he stays out, the more money how he knows the Eagles are going to throw at him to, to keep him here if they want him to stay here. Well, Jeff, you're so, probably uh, right on that. And look, he and his agent are aware the the cap just went up, yeah. right? So, like, it, it, yep. they they want him. How he's made that quite clear. He played for what 14 or 15 last year. He's not going to take a pay cut, so it's going to be a you know it'll be a big number. Yeah, and he's not a rotational player like BG or right. Fletcher is. So you, you need to know. Like, I'm I'm if I'm Howie, I'm like, look, dude, I in whatever the day before free agency starts, whatever, I need to know. And that's the the so. key is to give him the deadline and then to to mean it, right? And Jeff, we preached the phone call. That's what I mean by a hard deadline. It's not so much like I, I, I being stern about it. It's dude, this is the day, and if you don't know, you're not on the team. No, next no, year. I, I get that. I'm moving on, and, and, and that's where me and you are are in lockstep with one another because it can't be one of those situations where you you wake up after you've told us that you don't want to play, 
and then say, hey, oh, oh, I changed my mind. Because now you've thrown us all in a tizzy. Because now we're starting to move forward and, and starting to put people in place and trying to get people up to speed for the season starts. So, no, you can't do that. Yeah, and it affects the draft. It affects free agency. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I, don't, think, I don't think he would do that. I, I would like to think he wouldn't do that. Well, I don't, I don't think he would do it consciously, but this happens sometimes. I mean, uh, players sometimes wake up in, in August. I mean, look at Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady retired at this time of the year, and then he came back. So, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't put it past me. He is skewing a little Tom Brady, though, with the little back and forth with the wishes. Yeah, like, a little bit. and I get it, right? If you're not – I think it's easy if the league is telling you you can't play anymore, right? That's easy. You have no choice. You just have to leave. But the, Tom Brady, obviously, the league wasn't telling him that. He just – he decided to retire. Then he changed his mind. Kelsey, we all still acknowledge he's the best player at his position. So, you know, it's, it's probably hard because it's unnatural. I think it's unnatural to leave something you're still great at – before you're, especially in pro sports, right? That doesn't usually work that way. He, you, yeah, I think it's more like, out. yeah, it's more like your your way of retiring is more normal. That's the way yeah, it is for most players. Out. Get kicked out. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like they they hit you, the the doorknob hits you with a good Lord split you. Yeah. yeah, it does. And for Kelsey, it's not, which complicates it. Will in the Northeast. What's up, Will? Gentlemen, good morning. How y'all doing today? Good morning, hey, good morning. Will. Oh man, you know what? The thing with Kelsey is, um, when you look at him the last few games, um. And when you really when you really look at him, it seems like that he was so emotionally destroyed and then he wasn't it wasn't nothing physical. It was emotional and mental. Because it's like he like he's given his all, a few other teammates is giving their all and it's just like it, it was a big letdown for him. So now he's like, Do I wanna go through that type of letdown and that emotional breakdown again? You know what I'm saying? That's what he's trying. I, I mean, I'm just giving my opinion. That's what I think he's trying to figure out, man. Because I know if I was on the team and I'm giving my heart every my heart every game, and then you know some of the teammates are still playing and some of them is not. You know, it's it's hard to swallow, man, and, and want to come back. But what I think he could be waiting on is to see how they the picks that they make and see what type of team we're going to have to really determine whether he's going to come back. Well, that's interesting, Will. The idea that he wants to know to see if, if they're kind of all in to win next year or if the roster's changing. Will, it's, it's a good phone call, and we appreciate that's it. That's fair. That, that's fair. But he can't, he can't have that time. No, he, don't, he doesn't have that kind of time. Yeah, but, that, it's but interesting. If, he may want that time. But as far as, you know, seeing what direction the team is going in and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure that's some conversation that he, he's had with Coach Stalin and guys like that. that that's something that, you know – he has to. He has to ever make a decision about. I would also think there's an open line between him and Howie. Like Howie, are we all in to win the Super Bowl next year? Because if we are, I'm more likely to come back. Or is this going to be kind of a retooling year? Like maybe we trade Hassan Reddick away, whatever. Then maybe he says, "I'm not doing this." Right? Like if if we're not going to be a team that's all in to win, I'm half out anyway. Maybe I don't want to do it, and that's fine. I just I got to put a deadline. He's got one week. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in. You're, you're, I, we need your take on this. If you were the Eagles, would you give Jason Kelsey a hard deadline to make a decision on whether or not he's playing or not? I, I, I have the deadline as one week from today. One week from today, Hugh. I need an in or an out. I, yeah, I need. Okay, I give him a little bit more time. Yeah, Hugh's got a, a soft days. deadline. Look, look, couple more days. Soft before, deadline. Couple more days. Sounds like that deadline more. could be pushed back even further if yeah, you really ask. I mean, I'm just trying to get a man, make him as comfortable as he can. Take all the time. Not, no, not all the time. Take all the time. I didn't mean it like that. Completely 180 on I didn't, mean, I didn't mean it like that. Do we Who have to go to your core values? Yeah, I need to hear him again. 
need my core values. Here's my core value. Jason, have a take. Figure it, it out. It ain't like this the first time the core values have been reshuffled in this city. No, we're, don't don't give me all this heat. Yeah, but look what happened with <laughs> yeah, that team. Yeah, 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 we don't want to be like that. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll hit your phone calls here. Should the Eagles give Jason Kelsey a hard deadline to make a decision? Rhea will join us in studio. Her thoughts on this. Takeaways from Nick and Howie's press of the comment. Plus, it's the end of an era at Citizens Bank Park. We'll hit that next. Your calls, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-board parlays, teasers, and all the props you can This is the end. Beautiful friend. Oh, this is a perfect song here, Kyle. It is a perfect song. <laughs> Isn't this the Doors? Yes, it is. This is the end. Welcome wow. back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, My Joe Gillio joining us in studio. Rhea Hughes. Now, it's not Rhea. the end because Rhea's here. It's the end, though. How are you doing, <laughs> yes, Rhea? Yes, actually, it is the end. How are you, Rhea? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Good. Awesome. Well, we got a lot to talk to you about. But the first thing is, and this just um, this was just announced about an hour ago, and we're, we're gathering all the information here, but it sounds like Dollar Dog Night is no more at Citizens Bank Park. So they're going to have BOGO Dog Nights, which are buy one, get one. So you can uh, purchase two hot dogs for the price of one, which costs $5. Dollar Dogs have officially, Rhea, been retired. That's a disgrace. They've killed off Dollar Dog Night. You can't, you it's, can't it's kill off Dollar ha- Dog Night. It's bound night. to happen, man. Everything's starting to change with the, with the fast food injury. They started price gouging everything. So I guess they just felt like everybody, you know, everybody's trying to get their little money grab. They're right buying now. all those hot dogs in bulk. They can sell them for a dollar. Yeah, and it's sad. One of those, isn't people it? love those those dollar dog nights, especially There's younger something people. About hot dogs at the ballpark, though, they do they they hit a little different. So you're saying they're the still going to sell a lot? Yeah, they're still going to sell. I really look forward to Matt Gelb's hot dog tracker when he tells yes. me how many on Twitter. When he tells me how many hot dogs have been consumed. Yeah, I also wonder. Uh, maybe they don't feel like they need it anymore. I mean, the Phillies huh. are a hot ticket now, right? Yeah. Like. Six years ago, when they the Phillies <laughs> were terrible, Dollar Dog Night, that was like, oh, now they'll have 25000 there. Correct. And now they have, you know, 30-plus no. every night. So no more Dollar Dog Night. It is, uh, it's kind of said, hey, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? As uh, someone who I, I, I just could tell you probably appreciated a good Dollar Dog. This is a joke, quite frankly. <laughs> That's basically how I feel about Dollar Dog Night being gone. What the hell are we doing? They're hot dogs. Like, they <laughs> How much do they cost? Like Honestly. five. Well, you know, now they're back to five dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm really but mad you at though. I want to get one free though. That ain't bad. I'm $2. not as mad at the Phillies $2. for $2. like for putting an end to it. It's the idiots that caused them to have to make this decision. Well, I wonder how much that is. Because was it last year they were being thrown on the yeah. field or being thrown what around? Are you doing who buying hot dogs to throw them away? They're a dollar. Well, if they're a dollar, Hugh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but still, like, I, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but that's a dollar. A packet of eight hot dogs is two ninety nine. At the store, you're saying, yeah, yeah. 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 So you only so they're still making now. I'm even more bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending a dollar just to throw a dog. Well, you wouldn't spend not, more than thirty bucks on a coat. Yeah, so. well, I don't think you're the person and, and that's I throwing won. a hot dog around. I, I just want to. I just want to let y'all know with the coat situation. Yeah. I won that. Now, how's the house well, coming along? No, not not so great. I'm not sure if you won it. <laughs> but the house hunting, not so great. My greatest <laughs> moment at the ballpark, you know, besides being there for the World Series, was when I actually caught a hot dog from the hot dog Oh, you machine. got one? I caught it. What you No, I was sitting with my friends, and they shot into our section. I put my hand out, and I will tell you, my hand hurt for, for a couple I'm of minutes. I'm sure it did. But I caught it. <laughs> 
Wow, I, that would be that'd be better than catching a T-shirt. It or was even, really fun. Even a base. Have you ever yeah. caught a ball at a game? I I had a chance at the vet. Here was my problem. I was on the phone. This was pre, you know, for you people out there, pre earbud time. Mm. So I was on the phone and I had a beer in my hand. And so you I had was, to make a decision. I was in the. I did. I had to make a decision, and I went. Ah, well, I'm not dropping the beer. I can't drop the phone. So yeah, I just you, go. the priorities were set in the right order. There, <laughs> yes. that beer was not cheap. You don't want to drop your phone. Exactly. It's like when you see the videos of like the dad and the outfield. And he catches the home run. He's got the baby in his arm. Happens like once a season. Like how did he do that? No, you know what? I always want to be. I want to be when he gets home and his wife has seen the video and she's yeah. not enthused. No, yeah. <laughs> that and wasn't she's looking, cool. She's looking at you like you're the biggest idiot. Yeah. If you would have dropped that child, <laughs> you would have gotten a divorce immediately. immediately. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked out. All right, we got a lot that- to talk about here. Where do you come down on this? So the Eagles still don't know. It's kind of yep. weird we still don't know the Kelsey decision yep. because when the season ended, right, playoff game mm-hmm. ended, the report came out the next day, Schefter, that he was going to retire. He yep. told his teammates. And Kelsey didn't really dispute it. He was like, yeah, you got to do your job as reporters. But yep. it seemed like he wanted to do it on his own terms. Which Correct. all made sense. But Correct. Rhea, we're a week and a half away from free agency starting, and we don't know yet. Maybe the Eagles know, but we don't. Do you think they should give him a deadline to figure this out? Because the way I view it is, they got to know if they're spending $15 million on a center mm-hmm. or they have more money to go spend on whatever they're going to spend in free agency. The Eagles know what his decision is. I mean, that's just the way I've, I've believed it since that night, you know, that mm. they know. And frankly, you know, he's a national treasure and you don't give Jason Kelsey a, a deadline. See? See? But here's what I will say about that. Jason Kelsey knows what he has to do if he's going to retire. He's not going to screw the Eagles and wait a month. I would, I, mean, I would think you're right on uh, that. He just yeah. wouldn't do it. I just I can't imagine him yeah, doing I'm, that. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, Rhea. But yeah. it, it's like when Joe wants to do it, Joe wants to put all the bass in his voice and hard give the man deadline. like a hard deadline. Like, you got one week. One week from and today, then and then I got to know. See, you're a young guy, so you're not close to retiring. But if you're close to retiring and your company says, give me a hard deadline, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, dude. Maybe I'm out anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I guess last year was around this time. He, he did it at the it. Combine last year. Yeah. I mean, did it yeah, around the Combine. Yeah, I imagine we're going to get something soon. It's just, yeah. what's your gut on this? My, my gut has been since the, the season ended, he's going to retire. Like- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When I saw him at the Bills game with his shirt off, and I saw him taking those interviews with Amazon, I'm like, he's ready for the next phase of his life, but... He hasn't announced it yet. I go back and forth. He told the uh, a podcast earlier this week, the one with Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. that he's staying in shape in case he comes back. And I went, okay, he's coming back. So I, I go, I just, I think it's probably more that I can't imagine the Eagles without him yeah. at center. So, um, but, and I don't, I don't think he wants to go out the way this year ended. Well, I'm sure he doesn't. Hugh, that might be part it's of his a, thing, too, because it ended so that. bad. It's a little bit of that, but I, can you imagine, Rhea, being in a position where your podcast is doing well? Oh, yeah. And you have every major sports network yep. is willing you. to give you— And they're still going to want you next year. Yes. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's true. And, and, and another thing I think is, too, like for Jason, you don't want to leave— a year unplayed that you could play. You yeah. don't want to leave He's that. still playing at a great level. Yeah, yeah, he's still playing at a high level. And I think that's why the Eagles have to give him a little bit of grace because, man, 
He's, I'm, he, I would imagine he's still grading out pretty high. I'm sure he is. One of the, the highest position. rated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. still was an all pro. He's still the yeah. best player in his position. But it, it, that's the that's the next big domino to fall. Yeah. We find out if he plays, and then they go about their business. All right, Rhea, what did you make of the press conference this week? Sirianni, Howie, they were definitely more upbeat yeah. than the last time we heard them, which I'm not surprised, right? They It's been a, two months or a month and a half. They were shell shocked. It was yeah. 44 days. Oh right, since since the last one. Since the last yeah. one, we I had, counted. Had, I have I have way too much time. Okay, on my so hand. we had we had to wait nine days for the initial one. <laughs> yes. Now forty four more days. What did, what did you take away from their press conference? One thing we debated yesterday was how are we talking about playing the young guys. Like, is that a real thing, or is he just saying that to throw agents off the scent? Because they have cap room, or are they really going to say Nolan Smith? You play. Well, he you, specifically mentioned Nolan Smith a couple times. So yeah. that that was kind of intriguing, and you wonder if, like, I mean, do. You, I'm assuming they drafted Nolan Smith as planning ahead for Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. leaving. Um, they're but, like the same size. Like yeah, the same I mean, they're but they're you know in terms of talent, you know, Nolan is clearly right. not there. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I, you know, Marcus's take on it today, Hayes, and that you know how he was telling his coach that I didn't feel that way that he was telling him because then Nick said I'm going to play the guys who are going to want to win. Um, the the young thing that was it was just interesting he put it out there because I'm going is this mean to tell me you're not going to be heavy in free agency right don't tell me that I I'm I don't want to hear See, that now, say Hugh over here he wants See, to, I want to play the young guy yeah he's like yeah. a he's a scout wannabe he wants yeah. to play all the young guys <laughs> I feel he wants I, feel I I just I don't trust Howie's evaluation of young players like I like all right Jalen Carter we all know can play yes but as far as Davis and Smith Davis I, just had they have to really be strict on him. With conditioning. Yeah. You saw in the beginning of the year. He looked great. He could play. I mean, he chased down Josh Allen. I know. That there play was There are guys amazing. half his weight who can't chase down Josh Allen. And then you clearly saw that he just was out of condition. Yep. And I guess somebody, I forget who had reported, Baldy, I Baldy. think it was Baldy. It was Baldy. That he was being fined for not making weight. Well, that's, he's got to be, they got to be on him every day. Yeah, and I think that's why Vic Fangio is here, to be totally oh, honest, yeah. real. I think <laughs> He's that, not going like, to tolerate when that. You, when you look at this team, like, I look at it, Realistically, like it's two coaches, like two head coaches. Vic Fangio has the defense. That defense was horrendous last year, especially towards the back mm-hmm. end as far as like they're just disciplined playing. They weren't playing discipline. No, they weren't tackling. They weren't doing any of that. So I feel like It's Vic almost Fangio, like Jim Schwartz again. Like Jim, you just, Vic, you just go over and yep. take care of that Basically, side. Basically, that's and, what it is. And they're going to try professional. to tweak, tweak that offense yeah. and get it going. But I feel like in order to, to implement the the philosophy and the culture that you want, you have to you got to let the young guys play because you got a lot of old guard on that uh, that defensive side of the ball that have told you on more than one occasion that they're doing their own thing. Yeah, you can't go into the season like that no. again. You can't do it, man. That's well, why you, I feel like you have to like you have to play the young guys. You, we talked last week, and I said I think there's a real separation of the older veteran players and the younger in there. But mm-hmm. when you say let them play, all right, Nolan Smith, who else? Yeah, I would say. Keely Ringo. Okay. I know, what's the name we came up with? Ringo's Danglers? Oh, no, no, Ringo's Dingoes. Definitely not Ringo's Dangles. <laughs> no, not Danglers. Hugh's <laughs> uh, uh, starting a fan Eli Ringo's Dingoes. Yeah, Are you they, trying to be like Philly last? No, Philly's I'm not. Like, I'm well, not we're starting no, a no, Listen, yeah. they did that. Oh. 
and people are are piggybacking off of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're gonna and, have Hugh at the games with a dog mask I'm on, with all not, his Ringo Dingoes. Not trying to so, do all So here's that, my really. thing: I get letting some of these guys play, especially the first round picks like Nolan Smith. But I think they need to go in free agency and add real players. I don't think they have enough talent. Said, you see what he said? Real add players. Real play- he said well, because I don't know if. Well, here's the thing: Joe <laughs> is so disrespectful. I, right on. He's just so disrespectful. Do you think Keely Keely Ringo right now? Line nine is a player on the Eagles who played last year. No, I think that Keely Ringo. If taught, could be a really good player. He's he a raw player. Be. Yeah, he, he might. He be. might be. But this is where we, Joe. I've already, and I'm not going to say any names. But we all know who I'm talking about. We already got one corner told me he ain't tackling nobody. Yeah, Darius Slay. I'll say his name because oh, he said he. That's not what he does. And we got one corner who looked like he was stuck in the mud for the most part. Well, they got to cut him. So it's it's like they're what going do we have? Yeah. Go- what, what do we have now? Yeah. We got to let the young guys do something. We got to see can, if they can play. Or they can go in free agency and sign some stars. Go get Snead. Or I know they, they're probably going to Not him. all the stars are old. No, they're not. Right? So, you know, they're well, yeah, going to be out there. They're fairly young. Fairly yeah. young. But I feel like we should give at least the young guys a shot. Some of the young guys are shot. See that I worry about that because how he's draft picks, especially like on the lines, he can pick the lines. Yeah. Like when he picks like yeah. a young lineman, Dickerson could play yeah. and Jalen Carter could play. But some of these corners and safeties, I don't know if they no. could play. It hasn't no. been his strong suit. You go and get them from somebody else, like you did with Darius Light. Yeah, and and it I works. mean not a trade, but I mean you know you go and get a great one from another team. Yeah, even the Bradbury signing for yeah. one year well, it was terrific. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously this year it was. Are Rhea in studio with us, Rhea? We haven't spoke to you yet about your reaction to the A.J. Yep. Brown interview last week with uh, with Jack and Ike, which it, it caught me. Like, I saw his tweet the night before that yep. he was going to do it, but I was like, oh, I don't know if he's really going to call it. And then he did, and I thought, from my perspective, it was the most compelling radio other than, like, Angelo's Goodbye. That's a different yeah. thing. But just, like, an interview with a subject since Gabe Kapler used to come on with Angelo. <laughs> like, I was like, what is going to be said next? I didn't know where I it was going. I normally don't listen to the radio at 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon because I'm knee-deep in martinis <laughs> at that point. It's my uh, it's my afternoon. <laughs> it's my Friday afternoon because then I'm asleep by 8 p.m. on a Friday. That's just my day. Um, but, no, it was appointment listening. And I, I loved it. I loved that he called in. Did I agree with everything he said? No. But I appreciated that he wanted to engage. I don't have—listen— I don't have a problem with A.J. Brown. You want to know why? Because it's much like in that article the other day that some players get treated differently. Mm-hmm. He's the best wide receiver I've seen in forever around here. Yeah. So if he wants to get mad on the sideline, I, I, I just don't care about it. I mean, I can't like say on the one hand, I don't like how stoic Jalen is on the sidelines and then go, I don't like the antics. I, I saw Patrick Mahomes lose his mind on this. I saw Travis Kelsey bump your coach. Yes. Almost so, knocked him over. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, I prefer the fire. I, I do because it makes me think that they care more. And I know quiet people care as much too, but if I can't see it, it's hard for me to gauge. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you on that. Like, there was a lot that he said that that I we could have picked apart. Sure. But the bottom line is this. He called. He called, yeah. And he cares. And 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 to me, the biggest thing that I pulled out of all of that is that he's willing to fix it because he didn't throw anybody under the no, bus. No, he did not. He did not do that. And we've been here real when guys, have, oh. when it went south, they've, <laughs> they've pointed fingers. Oh, yeah. Then they talk bad about people. To me, it, it felt like he wanted to fix it, and he felt that it was fixable, re- regardless of what it was. He felt like it was fixable. One thing I took away, and I hope he can deal with this moving forward because he's a, he's a great player. Yeah. It feels like to me that he pays too much attention to what everyone's saying. I don't think it's good for him. Like, well, well, the I, problem is he he got misled. I yes. mean, let's just be really honest. You know, they put up a poll in the afternoon about trading for Patrick Sertain, 
And then the next thing, Kay Adams going, they want you traded in Philadelphia. It's almost and, like this, the making of a sausage of a rumor. It's yeah, like, it's it was, not really. It's just a discussion on a sports radio station. Yeah, so it just, it wasn't, um, you know, and, and frankly, you know, Carton saying what he said, you know, which I didn't like, you know, don't say you have something and not say it. It was the other guys who started yelling out names. And AJ's name got yes. yelled out. Yeah, his uh, like the background music. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was, was AJ Brown yeah, messing yeah. with somebody? You know, you know, so those things were bad. But you know, um, I, I, I listen. I just want to keep watching him play. And I do. <laughs> I think we all agree he cares. But whether yeah. that whether that emotion is too much sometimes, like yeah. he cares. Yeah. I think that that stuff is great. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's get a phone call here, and then uh, we'll get back to uh, especially a story Rhea wants to bring yeah. up before our segment is over. Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Chris. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, Miss Rhea. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Guys, unfortunately, we got another victim of inflation here. It struck the dollar dog night. This is ridiculous. Yeah, we lost dollar dog night, Chris. It's getting hard out here, man. It's absurd. It's absurd. Um, Guys, I got to talk about this. I got (laughs) a little bit of motion right now. Kelsey watch. Do we have to? Seriously? Um, I'm going to tell you this. All right, Hugh Douglas, Mr. Softy over there. <laughs> People are finally catching on. I feel, I feel attacked. <laughs> Dude, listen. All right, Rhea, I, I apologize ahead of time. I've got some things to say here. Dude, we need the hardness. All right, pause. Um, we, 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 need to, we need to be hard on this guy. Pause. Uh, th- we can't keep moving to goalposts. I know that's one of our core core values here, but we, enough's enough, all right? This guy needs to give us an answer because he is holding up what they are looking to do. We're looking to pivotally move on. And you know what, Hugh? I, I'm going to be petty, Hugh. What you he got? lost me when he was up in, the, in that box wearing that Chiefs stuff, all right? I'm done. I'm out. He's out. His wife? She's welcome here anytime. Tolly, <laughs> you're welcome here anytime you want. Well, she refused to wear she's, cheap stuff. She's hardcore. Love yes. It. She Dude. is hardcore. The pop, Pops Pops is out too. He 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 was wearing all that Chiefs nonsense too. So Pops is out too. Well, that's with, his you know, kid. Yeah, that's yeah. his other kid. Uh, Pops uh, isn't from here. He's from Ohio. Yes. Like Pops could be for his kids. Rhea, Rhea. Yes. You will explain this. Some of us all that are petty, we're petty. Oh yeah, I did. Petty is fine. I agree with I like petty. <laughs> he, he's dead to me, all right? So, I mean, uh, dude, I'm, guys, I, I told Kyle, I'm tired of this doo-doo, okay? I, he, we need an answer. Now, I want to pose a question to y'all, and, and I wonder what the other viewers think about this. His salary was, what was it last year, 13 14 uh, I think it was 14 right? last year, somewhere in that range. Uh, let's assume he doesn't get a pay raise, and we all know he's going to get a pay raise if he comes back for a year. What would you rather the Eagles do? Let's say 15. Let's use 15. Are we going to drop $15 million to bring him back for another year and then put him up on Kelsey slash Farbwatch again next year to go through this all again? Or would you rather say, Jason, get out. Uh, Hey, Hassan Reddick, we got the money for you. Let's talk. Let's sign you. I'd rather them use that money, sign Reddick, who's going to be here for not just next this year, but a couple more years, use that dough on him and – not not that that fraud that used to be an eagle, uh, uh, Kelsey. So, well, that's strong. All right, all right Chris, it's a fair out. it's a fair question. The, I mean, the money's a fair thing, right? You can no, if, the money's if Kelsey fair. does decide to go. You have that's extra money, Hugh. They could spend on other players. Well, it, it, it is, but I feel like this: if Kelsey comes back this year, I think this is his last one. 
I, I don't yeah. think that we could go like it's cool the first two years we've done this, but I think if if he decide if he is going into a, another year, then we need to go ahead and move on because we we we're at that point where we have to move on. It's it is complicated because he's not cheap. Like when yeah. Brandon Graham, if he yeah. decides in June he's in or out, it doesn't make a difference. No. Right? He plays for a couple million. He's a rotational player. Exactly. Kelsey, the whole offseason kind of goes around. Because he's this. still playing great. Yeah, and he's expensive. Yeah. Right? So it so, impacts how much money they have, who they draft. I I tend to agree with you. He's not going to do that to them. I just wonder if they say like, "This is the day we got to know." And I they think may they, know already. I, I think they know. Yeah, they may. They're Our, not going to. I mean, and can I just? I you know, Chris, great caller. You can't call Jason Kelsey a fraud. Just, yeah, that's, I mean, that was, it was a little strong. Yeah, I think he was trying to praise <laughs> Kylie Kelsey, but yeah. he went very strong on, <laughs> and that was that was I people people loved her anyway. But yeah. when she decided not to wear any Chiefs, loved gear, it. Yeah, it was that it was, was awesome. awesome. All right, so I know you wanted to bring up a story before we uh, we end our, our segment here, and this is a kid whose name might come up here in the next you know month or so. It, it could come up. So his name is Ray Davis. He's a running back out of Kentucky. Um, and there's a story in The Athletic by Zach Kiefer, and I read it this morning, and it literally brought me to tears. But what I didn't realize is this kid was a running back at Temple. I mean, I remember him when he was here, but he, he left. A really good running back. But Ray Davis, he was basically homeless pretty much his entire life in San Francisco. Um, when he was nine years old, he would take his little sister to school and then go back and take care of the infant, the baby. Was at a, nine? Yeah, at nine. Ward of the state wow. at 12. Um but, you know, powered through, wound up getting a scholarship to a private school around here, I think for either baseball or basketball. And he, when he got there, he goes, hey, you know, I'm pretty good at football, too. And wound up wound up going to Temple, got a degree from Vanderbilt, uh, had a fifth year of eligibility at Kentucky, and he's going to be drafted. And it's just what this kid went through from, like, the age of five is insane. And he's And he's just... I, it's it's an amazing story, but he went to Temple, and I I just kind of forgot that yeah. he, that he'd been there. Buddy, five eight, two hundred and thirty pounds. Oh, he's got some heft to him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Buddy is five eight, and they could they his his strengths are contact balance, vision, and they say he's a power back. So I think there's a shot the Eagles take him. They're they're, they're probably not going to take a How back. How bananas would that be in the first couple rounds? I mean, they yeah, might, no. but probably not. He's and, like a fourth projected third or fourth yeah, rounder, right? And yeah. they need running backs. I think the only one under contract. Sirianni was asked about this yeah. the other day, or maybe it was Howie, one of them. I think the only one is Gainwell. Because of Swift course, is a free it's agent. Gainwell. They love Gainwell. Gainwell will be here forever. <laughs> but that's the only running back yeah. they have. So they may sign a guy. Yeah. Maybe Swift comes back. I don't know, but. I, they're going to draft one somewhere within this draft because they always, like every three years, they'll draft a, a new Gainwell or whatever. It could be this kid. Nothing could beat this kid. If you read about what he went through, I mean, the, the best part was when he was 16, um, the state of California was not going to let him leave because he was a ward of the state. And he stood up before the judge and went, you people haven't done anything for me for 16 years. Wow. Like this, is, And they declared him like emancipated. And uh, it's it's absolutely amazing story in The Athletic about this kid. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. And yep. it's certainly a name to root for. Rhea, we appreciate you hopping love in. It. As always. Fun yep. as always. All right, a lot for us to do here. Right back to the phones after the break. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles give Kelsey a hard deadline? And there is something the Phillies are doing down in Clearwater that I absolutely love. I'll tell you about it next, right here on the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. Hey, everybody, this is Hugh Douglas. I'm here to tell you about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the latest leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief. You know, when you get a little bit older, those joints start aching real bad. I know all about this. But I did not know that pro athletes have been doing this for over years, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. 
This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, folks. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game so you can walk, run, and climb stairs and play golf and move again pain-free. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself, and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. No drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. Like I said, no risky surgery. It's all natural. It's an all-natural solution. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and you could be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury. And you know what? It's a great use of that tax refund you're about to get, too. So call my friends at QC Kinetics at 215-999-3000. That's 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Give them a call. No one eat it. How about that D, baby? Yeah, that one, you <laughs> that knew, one right. yeah, that we knew that was coming there. W- welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillard. There was Rob Thompson, and this was a couple weeks ago when spring training began, about how the Phillies are solely focused on getting back and winning it this year. And look, as spring training has gone along, yesterday, Bohm hit a home run and Real Muto hit a home run. Bryce made a couple of great plays at first base. So we're looking at little things, right? Christopher Sanchez so far, apparently his velocity is up. It's like that little stuff you're looking for. But I've noticed one big thing early in spring training that I love. In fact, right now, this is my favorite thing going on in Philadelphia sports. It, it's been, at first it was like a little bit of a drumbeat, and now it's getting louder and louder and louder. And I don't know if you guys have noticed it too, but I've noticed it the whole time. The Phillies keep talking about winning the World Series. And you might say, like, of course that's the goal. But that wasn't the way they talked last year. It, it Really, this is, this is not a normal thing. These teams usually are like, Day by day, week by week, small goals, then big goals. I love that the Phillies are talking about this because that's the whole point of the season yeah. for this team, the way they were built, the players they brought in, the money they spent, the Keeping whole the main thing. thing, the main thing. And that's Joe. the whole thing. Listen to Whit Merrifield yesterday. I love this. This was during the game, NBC Sports Philadelphia, Merrifield talking about the vibe since he got to the Phillies. What have you seen so far that you liked when you come into the clubhouse? It's uh, it's a great dynamic to be on. Um, it's a lot of guys. Majority of the guys have, you know, kind of done what they're gonna do in the big leagues as far as um, working for contracts, stuff like that, the business side of things. And there's one goal in mind, and that's to make it to the playoffs and win the last game of the season. And uh, you can you can definitely tell being in that clubhouse. One goal in mind, win the last game. I I love this. I the Phillies seem to me right now more focused on on the ultimate prize than I've seen. Look, I think from the Phillies as a franchise since the days of Howard and Rollins and Utley. I mean, I, I go back that long ago. So the last time I felt that they were this focused on the ultimate prize. Hugh, I love this. What do you, what do you make of this? I like it. It's, it's kind of rare. Usually teams talk about like, hey, we got to get to opening day and then we got to you know try it's to win a, the division. It's a pattern. It's yeah. a pattern. And, and that's the ultimate goal. They've done everything up to that point except get there, get back there and win it all. And I don't mind them talking about it because that's the goals you set for yourself. I remember when Big Red was here when he was my coach. The goals were to to win your division, get home field advantage, and get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. You know, and, and that's what it was. And it's kind of the same thing. And I know that for a lot of people, it might be one of those situations where it feels like they're talking out of turn, but they're not. They know what they have to do to get there. And to be honest, They've done that in the last two seasons. You know, it, it hasn't been the way that you historically wanted to be done, like winning a division or anything like that. But they beat the best team in baseball to get to the World Series, well, the first year. So in last year, they were really, really close, and they just had a breakdown. 
like the 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 focus is to get back to that game, and I'm pretty sure when they look at the, the game against Arizona and how it went out, when it played out, that was not where they wanted to be. Yeah, I, I sense a focus on the ultimate prize that I love. I I, I like that they're not focused on little things. I. Because I don't think most people really even care about the little things or the little things along the way. It's just about October. This whole season for the Phillies, as they, you know, I don't know how long this run will last. They've got they've had a really good run the last couple of years, and they've got most of these guys under contract. But they're not they're not the youngest team. Realmuto's not young. You know, we'll see how long Bryce is a great great player and Trey can he bounce back all that stuff. But right now, Wheeler's got one more year left of the contract. This is a team built to win the World Series. That That's why they were put together. It's how they were put together. It's why you go get you pay $8 million for a utility guy in Whit Merrifield. And I love this. I, I think it's the uh, it's the most refreshing thing I've heard from a team here in a while. You know, you know who didn't talk like this last year? The Eagles. The Eagles, they, they, they talked about how we got to reclimb the mountain. We got to start from day one. The Eagles, in the beginning of last season, did not talk about the Super Bowl. It was it was kind of the same thing. It's but just, they didn't say it like this. Well, no, no, because it's more pointed. But it was the same thing. You know, when you I disagree. When you when you, when you have Jalen Hurts who who went into training camp with the picture of the confetti falling. Right, but I'm talking about messaging and words. Not, yeah, I, not, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But it's 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 the same thing. It's just in football, it probably has not been as vocalized as much as it has been with this yeah. team. But that's that was their whole goal. I'm at sure the it was. Of the year. But they made it sound like week one was their goal, and then week two, I. I like this from the Phillies. 215-592-9494. And then, of course, there was this. John Clark relayed the story. When the players all got there, here was the message from John Middleton. I'm told that Phil's owner, John Middleton, gave a very passionate speech. And his message was the same that he told Ryan Howard 15 years ago, bring that bleeping trophy back. John Middleton told the Phillies not one World Series. He wants to win multiple World Series. So, look, one, we obviously got to get one before we get multiple. But I, I just, I like where this is going. And I like the messaging. I, noticed, I don't have a problem with it. I noticed a couple, the last couple years, and you could tell me all the excuses you want about the World Baseball Class or whatever. They got off to slow starts. I mean, they really... They really kind of fumbled their way through the last two seasons at the beginning. It cost them any chance to win the division. I sense a focus that they're not going to do that this year. Kyle, what do you make of this? Because it has been, I think it's been noteworthy. It's been more noteworthy than anything I've seen on the field. Like, the team, for the most part, is sad. I kind of know who these players are. It's not many jobs up for grabs. This has been the most interesting thing of camp so far for me, is they're all talking about the World Series. Yeah, I I have a little bit of a different take on it, Joe, and I'm going to sound like that guy. Uh-oh. It bothers me Uh-oh. how much they're talking about the World Series. It's February. We have an entire 162-game season. We have a division. Like, uh, why, don't, why don't they talk about winning the division first? Like, you spoke about Andy Reid and the goals that they set up before the season. It was it was like benchmark things. And honestly, frankly, I'm disappointed in you. You used to be a brick-by-brick brick guy. I don't know what happened to that. That's you told it me is. with the Eagles, brick-by-brick. Brick. Yeah, it so... Is. This is not brick by brick. It is talking still about the, brick no, by brick. No, 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 they're no. not. They're talking about the World Series. They're talking about winning the final game of the season. That is months and months away. That's November. It's February. First of all, without even getting into the, the craziness of John Middleton talking about a dynasty, they don't even have a trophy yet, I just need these guys to focus on the regular season first. I know like we have bigger goals in mind. Their goals are allowed to be the World Series, but I like... I feel like you can only stand to lose from this. Like, if you win the World Series without talking about it, you're still the World Series champs. 
if you lose the World Series or don't make the World Series or collapse in, God forbid, the NLCS again, after all this talk about finishing the job and, and getting to the end and your end goal being winning the last game of the season, you come off like a loser. But, like, that's, uh, but that's fine. Let's, well, let's no, all establish the goal right now. The goal is not for the Phillies to win the NLE. I agree. With, the goal is to win the World Series. I agree that the goal is to win the World Series. But le- like, let me take it back to 2021 or 2022 when – the New York Mets practiced their World Series celebration in spring training, and we all made fun of them for how big a bozos they were and getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Like, here's my thing. You don't stand to gain. You only stand to lose by doing this. I need them to focus in on the matter at hand here, and that's just getting through the regular season first. Like, I, I appreciate it if one guy says, you know, that's the goal, the end of the season, Rob Thompson. He can say it once. I don't need to hear it from... Merrifield, Everyone. who just got here a freaking week ago. I don't need to hear it from Harper. I don't need to hear it from Schwarber. So you've noticed Every this day, too. It's, it's everyone. It's too much. Oh, I, I mean, love because, it. I love because it. that's the goal. And I think that when you look at the way that this team is built, you talk about that Mets team. They went out, if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about the year they got off to the great start and no, then they I don't, fell I, apart. I don't even think they were good the year they did this. They were yeah. bad. Okay, we're not, we're yeah. that, we're that's neither here nor there. But, but you're talking about a team that has for the last two years have been in the playoffs and they've been one of those teams that have, I, I would say, Probably came out of nowhere, and uh, and and beat beat some really good squads. And they've been this close and, two yes, years in a row. And that's why I do not have a problem with it. And if you even want to go a little bit deeper than that, you look at the year that they had last year and the start that they got off to. You talk about the World Baseball Classic and the fact that guys weren't up to snuff at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think it's excuses. Well, it's not excuses. It is. It's, it's a fact. It's well, like but Trey Hugh, Turner every, wasn't great. Every team had. Players from the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, but Trey Turner wasn't great. The point I'm making is Trey Turner wasn't uh, great. Well, I, I agree. Bryce with you. Harper's coming off an injury. Yep. And 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 we didn't we didn't get the start that we wanted. Now looking at this schedule moving forward, we have a, a schedule that's conducive to getting off to a great start. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking that Trey Turner's not going to have the kind of uh, year that he had at the beginning of last year. And Bryce Harper's healthy. Healthy. I think that's what you look at. And it's one of those things where it doesn't have to be said, Kyle, because I think that for them. They feel like they're in a great position. And you talk about Bohm and Stott being two guys that are going to probably take a leap in, in their progression as being better players. So well, it's one of those things. You don't have to say I it for me. I just like that they're not beating around the bush. The goal isn't to, to win 90 games or win the NLEs. The goal is to win the World Series. And right. I think it, it, also, it also goes without saying, in order to be in that position, you've got to be successful during the course of the season. You can't you – can't, that's some things that – I feel like you just can't overlook. Well, well, but no, but right, but that's sort of, I feel like I have the opposite point of view here is that by talking about the World Series so much, you do overlook the regular season. Well, there we'll are, see. There are, look, the Phillies are not even the favorite to come out of the NL. I, I like, know. they're probably, what, like three, third, ma- maybe four? Like, that. okay, so if you're, say you're, say you were the Dodgers and you lost in the World Series last year, and then you had Otani and you had Yoshi, maybe I, I'd think a little bit differently about it, but like, we lost in the NLCS. We were not the team that lost in the World Series last year. So, you know, technically the the Diamondbacks are, are the team to be talked about coming out of the NL. I don't think that's actually the case. But, like, if you were the team that just lost the World Series and, it, like, that's the only next step for you to take, maybe it's a little bit different. But, like, how about you focus on not losing to an 87-win team at home in the NLCS? Like, uh, it's just there are so many things that I need to see them do or focus on. Before we start talking about this World Series thing, it just bothers me so much. 215-592-9494. You can hop in on this. A lot to react to. Do you like this? I mean, the Phillies, to a man, whether it be 
Harper, whether it be Merrifield, the manager, the owner, they're all talking about the World Series in February. I love this. I think it's the most refreshing thing we've had around here in yeah, a while. I don't have a problem with it. Let's stop pretending. Let's just look, that's the goal. That's the whole reason they spent this much money. It's why they put this team together to win the World Series. I love this. I I actually think it's going to push them into the regular season and they will get off to a better start and they will be a better team this year because they'll they'll not Screw around. I mean, the last two Aprils and Mays, let's all be clear about it. They screwed around. They were they were garbage. Two years ago, we blamed Girardi. Last year, whatever the excuses were, with the World Baseball Classic, I'm tired of hearing that. that. They were, every team had players the World Baseball Classic. But the reality is, they didn't play well till June the last two years. I think this year is going to be different. 215-592-9494. Of course, you could also react to the dollar dog night being canceled. I'm sure it's... Um, I, I can't imagine... Devastating. I can't imagine it's being received favorably as uh, hot dogs will not be as cheap on those nights. Now, it's BOGO night. Buy one, get one for some $5 hot dogs. Two hot dogs for $5. You in? <laughs> Hell no. Were you in on dollar dog night? No. No, you're not a hot dog did it. I don't, I don't really eat glizzies like that. I, I stop eating glizzies when they start calling them glizzies. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> just because the name? Uh, I just don't. That is, it is a little bit of a turnoff. I don't. I, I, agree. Just, I just don't eat hot. Like a glizzy stand would yeah. get less people to show up. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know they start calling them glizzies, and when I heard it, I'm like, who start, who calls them glizzies? I, I mean, you know what? The names change. People just do that all the time. And of course, the Jason Kelsey situation. I believe they should give him a hard deadline. One week from today, you're in or you're out, and I'm moving on. If he says I'm out, I I don't know yet. Then I'm moving on. I would move on if Jason Kelsey can't give the Eagles a hard deadline. I, if I'm Howie Roseman, I got to set my free agent board. I have to figure out how much money I have to spend. And I got to start, you know, I'm at the combine right now. I got to start figuring out, do I need to have meetings with this interior offensive lineman? Could I take one in the first round if this guy walks away? 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phones here. All your reaction to all of this. Andy is in Deford. Hey, Andy. Andy. Yo, fellas, what's good? What's up, Andy? How you been, buddy? Good, man. Great topic. So I'm going to hit them both. So I'm going to start firing. Go for it. It's fun. As far as what Kelsey goes, I love Kelsey, right? Hall of Famer, phenomenal eagle. But we got to stop being held hostage by a center every year. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? I mean, like like you're saying, you got to set a deadline because here's the deal. First of all, I don't think he's the best center in the league. I think Creed Humphrey's better than him. Corey Lindsley's right there, and Frank Ragnall is right there too. So, I mean, like – He's not even the most important position on the O-line. So, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold up, dog. Andy, you could, you could have your opinion about the centers all you want, but to sit there and say, you know he sets the protection, right? Well, here's the deal, though, Hugh. Who's the highest paid on the O-line? Who, but who, a left tackle and a right tackle. Who's the highest paid on the defense? A DN, a left DN, you, and a you right talk, DN. Listen, you like, talk, listen, you're talking about two different things. You you said the most important. You didn't say nothing about the so, highest paid. No, but, it's, but doesn't money, doesn't no, money, money not, and important. Not in this situation. Exactly. Se- if you're being highest paid, Okay, Andy, take, to calm down, calm down, Andy. Calm down. The center it has to know just as much as the quarterback. The center is the guy – who sets the protection? Just like I said. So, okay, Andy, calm down, Andy, calm down. I'm trying to explain this to you. Who has to know just as much as the quarterback? The center. Okay. The center. The center tells everybody where to go. So when okay. you, so when you sit there and say he's not the most important guy on the on the field outside of the quarterback, I disagree with that because he is. 
All right, now my turn now, right? Okay, a center has a left guard next to him and a right guard next to him. So a lot of times he's not in one-on-one protection. So if he's going to a linebacker, he's got tag blocks, he's got guards protecting him. A left or right tackle we not, a lot of times is on an island by his own okay. against a Michael Parsons, against a Nick again. Bosa, Andy. against a top-paid edge rusher in the league. So Andy. in my opinion, I think a tackle is way more important but Andy, than a center. I, no, no, Andy. Everything you're saying is correct, but like I said, he sets the protection. He tells everybody where to go. He knows just as much about routes as the quarterback does. Well, let me play off that for a second, I, and, that, and that's I, fine. Hold on, Andy. That, and that's fine. And if it, let's go with Hughes' thing there for a second. That's why, as quick as possible, i got to figure out who my center is. So that's why I'm giving him a deadline. Cam Jurgens, if you're my center, you got to start watching it, it, film it, it, of Kellen Moore's it, offense, and I, you need to start figuring out the protection if it's it, that it, important. It is, it's, it's a difference between being the most important and being the, the, the best player on the squad. Now, let me ask you guys this question, right? We know he's great. We know he's a Hall of Famer. If he retires and Cam Jurgens is in, is it that much of a drop-off? Probably not. Probably not. How do you feel about that, Hill? Is it that much of a drop-off? I, I think it potentially could be. I think it potentially, potentially could because so, he's so, not because he's the unknown. Like so I know paying, what I'm getting with. I'm, I know what I'm getting with Jason Kelsey. I know so exactly 12, what I'm getting. With. So we're paying twelve to fourteen million more. For a, a Hall of Fame center that, that oh, is wait, still wait, grading for, out at, at the highest grade that you could possibly grade out at, yes. For, for a guy that what we have may have his replacement that may not be that much of a drop-off, and we have way more other holes than a center. With, we need two corners. We need a starting safety. We need some linebackers. Jordan Davis is a bust. We need another starting D tackle. Jordan oh, Davis is on. not a bust. Come on, man. I know you love like, your Georgia guy. Jordan Davis is a bust. All, I didn't, first made, of all, Andy, I did not go to Georgia. I went to Central State. And second of all, Andy, he had a good season at the beginning of the year. Now, Jordan the Davis is a, it's a full Andy, season, Andy, though. Andy. I'm he not had a grading guys on the beginning of the he, year. Jordan he, Davis is a bust. Come on. You. Jordan Davis is not a bust. Andy, give us your thought on the Phillies talking about the World Series. You like it or not? All right. Now with the, no, I don't like it. Are you kidding me? You got you got team. First of all, we're not always going to get lucked out and beat the Braves two years in a row. You got teams in the NL that made way better moves. Who are we bringing? Our biggest acquisitions with Merrifield, a guy I never even heard of until he signed with the Phillies. You got the Dodgers signed the best player in baseball, Otani, already on a stacked roster. They also signed uh, Yokomoto, the pitcher, already on a stacked roster. The Braves bring in sale. The Braves got one of the best players in baseball, Robin Acuna. He's better than Bryce Harper, Phillies fans. He's better than Bryce Harper. So it's like, this team ain't win nothing yet. Like, why don't they get off to a good start and, you know, have a winning record before the summertime, before they start pumping their chest out and talking about World Series. So, Andy, it's fair. It's fair. But I, and here's my approach. And we, that's a good phone call. My thing on this, I think this is going to help them get off to a better start. I think they're locked in. That's I, that, what I feel too, Joe. Th- so, the Phillies the last two years have just – let's just – they. They putched around for the first two months, and it didn't matter because they had playoff teams. Just and it was like around the thing. Yeah, you watched the Phillies the first two months of the last couple of seasons. <laughs> they just screw around. They were twenty two and twenty nine, and the basically the division was over in June. I like that they're focused on the ultimate prize from day one. I get it that they didn't sign Yamamoto, Yokomoto, Yamamoto. His name <laughs> yeah, is, I like Yokomoto. Good. I do too. Well, Ed, if Ed he was came here, in. he would have been Yokomoto. Came in hot. 
Well, he 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 thinks he, you're dead wrong in the scouts. He, he was he dead wrong about the center thing, though, man. But it is interesting. But centers aren't paid like tackles. They're not. But if they're that important, like, why aren't they? Be, that, I, that that's a question that remains to be answered because I think this, the backside tackle is pay, being paid because he protects the quarterback's backside. But you talk about the amount of information that a center has to know. He he knows just as much as the quarterback yeah. about. Everything about that offense. I do think it depends on the team, though, because if you have one of those great quarterbacks that they like, Peyton Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, uh, Jeff Saturday, though. But but he, Peyton Manning could have survived with a different center. Uh, no, he no, set the protections. I, I don't know, man, oh, because I he because he liked he Saturday so much. And he, he won did, the MVP. He did, but I guarantee you that center that they had in Denver got on Peyton's page. Yeah, but we don't even Peyton know his didn't name. Get on his page. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But he got on Peyton's page. I get it. And Peyton gave Saturday much love. Dude, do you know that when the center's down there in the trenches, if he sees something different, he he can change he can change the blocking scheme? Sure. Like he can do that on the fly. Quarterback don't even have to know about that. He can just change the the the, the blocking scheme on the fly. And for the record, I would welcome Jason Kelsey back. I'm not saying I don't want him back. I just have a deadline for him because I got him if he's not in, I got to know. If I'm Howie Roseman, I have a week and a half till legal tampering starts. By next week on this day, I'm going to give him a, a full week. Jason, make the phone call. Are you in or are you out? We want you back. But if you're not sure, okay, I, I got to figure it's out. It feels a little aggressive. It, it, Hugh, how is it aggressive? Look, it's just, it's just, the, it's just the bass in your voice, Joe. I feel a little, I feel a twinge of bass. I like, don't you know understand I mean? how else to say it. I, I, you want me to help you out? Go ahead. Hey, man. Uh, you know we love you. Uh, you know we we have a deadline that we have to get. In. We would really appreciate it. If you were to give us enough time, if you decide to retire to to go out and fill that need, instead of saying, you know what, you need to let me know what you're about to do. Well, I, that's because it's me saying it. If I was talking <laughs> to Jason Kelsey, I'm not really talking that way. But I'm saying it right now. No, I got you. I yeah, got you. Yeah, and like the bottom line is, we're, we're both saying the same thing. It doesn't matter how you say it. Yeah, he needs he March, needs to let us know what yeah, he's going to do. Here's the bottom line. I have a deadline for Jason Kelsey. Should they have one? Barrett Brooks, our buddy Barrett Brooks, Brooks. calling. And what's up, Barrett? I know why Barrett, Barrett called. Come him, on, Barrett. man. He, he just. He, I'm trying to mind my own business, driving to work, and, and I can't believe the blasphemy I just heard about Jason Kelsey in the center position. I understand what everybody's saying. Yes, it's not really holding us hostage because one guy for sure wants Jason Kelsey back, and that's our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts probably owes him half of that signing bonus or half of that salary on what he brought to the table. He's the reason Jalen Hurts advanced the way he advanced. He's as good as he was the years he's played. I mean, this guy's phenomenal as far as how he approaches the game. He's the one turns around. A lot of times when you see him turning around, he might be changing the play, and it'll be Jalen Hurst changing the play. That's how good Jason Kelsey is. That's how knowledgeable he is. He changes up blocking schemes. People don't run the zone play like he runs it. He's the one why he's seeing all these Humphreys, centers, and all these guys are as good as they are and doing what they do because of his game plan, the way he played. They watch film on him. So to say he's not – the top center in the league is crazy. Go watch the film. Look at how physical he is and how small he is. Come on now. You guys got me all mad and, and, and angry early in the morning. <laughs> Barrett, let me ask you this. Do you think they need to give him a deadline? Because if I'm Howie, i got to figure out, do I have 15 extra million to spend in free agency? Do I have to draft another interior lineman? Do you think they need to give him a deadline to figure this out here, Barrett? I, you know what? I, I, I don't think that Kelsey's the type of guy that will do that to them in the first place. He might have already given them what they're going to do. He just hasn't let it out yet. That's one thing about Howie and the Eagles. They don't tell anything. It's always cloak and dagger with them. He's probably already given them the, uh, what they're going to do. They just haven't made it uh, known to us. And that's, that's, that's what it is. 
they're not the type of guy that would sit back and say, you know what, I'm just going to keep these guys, you know, and you know, on the loop and, and and on the hook. If he doesn't want to play, he's not going to play. But it's not it's not going through the year that's going to hurt Jason Kelsey. It's not playing the game that's going to hurt Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is talking about, all right, should I be going up, getting up at 6 in the morning in the off season and preparing for the season? That's the hard part about it. He will tell you, once you're in the season, oh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's easy. The season is easy. It's that preparation before the season, which is so, you know, that, 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 that you know, like lingers over your head. That's what it is. The preparation of getting ready for the season is what makes football so hard. It's not hard while you're playing because you love that. But practicing and running around and lifting weights when nobody else is, there was times that I would get up at 2 in the morning when everybody else was out in the club kicking it, and nobody in my hemisphere was working out, and that's why I played 12 years. I would go run three miles at 2 o'clock in the morning just so I know I have a little bit of an edge to keep playing. Those are the types of things you do in order to stay in the league. And I don't know if Jason wants to do that or if he does want to do it. See, that's the biggest decision Jason's trying to, you know, work out. Do I stay home and play with my kids? Or do I go out and run when nobody else is running? Or lift when nobody else is lifting? That's the biggest thing about the decision whether to come back or not. Yeah, I'm sure, Barrett, I'm sure it is. That, it's a major one he's got to make here. Barrett, we always appreciate you hopping in. And uh, great, have a great day. We'll be watching Bird's Huddle, NBC appreciate Sports it. Philadelphia. Thank you, Barrett. Appreciate it, guys. Yes, there he goes. How about the Pete Brooks just driving around? It's like, I got to call those guys. No, because it's, it's, it's like, Andy, that was just disrespectful to the center position. Now, granted, they don't make that much money, but, boy, when you talk about being a guy that can that does as much as they do, I mean they're very very important to the team. Of course they are, and and Jason is important. And if he wants to play, well, he's got a week to he tell gotta, the Eagles he's got to play. Him. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four nine for all your phone calls coming up. And answer how we gave on Pro Football Talk Live that might get you excited here. And a scenario in the Reddick situation we had not considered. Your calls in the Kelsey situation. It's one of the topics that we've talked about here, um, you know, being, con- I think that, you know, the last couple of years, because we've had kind of this mix of, of young guys who are learning from these veteran right, guys, you know, right. you look at the defense tackle position, learning from Fletch and Hargrave, and then, you know, looking at the O-line and learning from Kelsey and, and Lane. And then you get to kind of, you like, you got a guy like Cam Jurgens yeah. who obviously played uh, this year. And so maybe you have that flexibility when you don't have all these high-priced players. But certainly as you look at, at some of the guys coming up, as you look at some of the guys that we've paid, you know, you probably don't have that flexibility yeah, as much. And, right. and I think there's something exciting about it. Well, he's yeah, speaking your language. No. He's speaking your language. About, man. Howie, that's how you become a good GM, man. You got to draft better, and you got to let these young guys play, man. You got to let these young guys play. Well, I think you have to win to be a great well, GM. Well, that, that too. It, well, it, it kind of, they all go hand in hand. I think we're getting caught up in the semantics here, kind of like when we talk about, you know, World Series instead of the, like winning the division and all that stuff. Yeah, I just, like, I just think with, with Howie. It's a line. He is a great GM. He just does it a different way than other Well, he goes out GMs. and gets other people's girlfriends. Yeah, who cares? Wins are wins. Players are players. I mean, yeah. you, you were someone else's girlfriend. Yeah, but I, yeah, I was. <laughs> It's a weird way to say it. Yeah, it is. I just went off of your analogy. <laughs> but you were, you were the Jets girlfriend, yeah, the and then Jets you became a great eagle. But that was, that was a mistake. That's a mistake. Well, sometimes you got to take advantage of the people's you mistakes. Take it, yeah, you definitely do. But that, Hugh, that did go to your point. It sounds like this is a couple times now he's hit this note. It sounds like they're preparing to play more of these younger guys. Because, see, for me, it's it's this. It goes to culture and, you know, the core values. And <laughs> I know that 
that's been the trigger word for this week. But part of the reason why this culture is the way that it is is because you have a lot of higher guns on this team, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. And I think that when you talk about changing the 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 chemistry of this locker room and things of that nature, then that goes with changing some of the philosophies of some of the individuals that you have on the squad. Because mm. I think, you know, we used to call them locker room lawyers. My coach in, in college used to call them locker room lawyers. Guys that get in the locker room and they talk about what they ain't going to do. And it, who's a, who was the famous cut when they asked him for who, for what? Was that Ricky Waters yes, that was here? Yes, yes. Yeah, for who, for what? It's a little bit of guys that are around here doing that. When you talk about, to me, changing this defensive philosophy, it starts with being able to tackle, number one. That would be nice. Yeah, like, I'll, like, I'll like And I'm that. not even trying to be funny, but it starts with tackling. And we've seen on multiple occasions certain individuals that don't want to do that. So how do we fix that? Yeah, you can go out in free agency and, and get some guys, and you're probably going to have to – like, listen, I'm not a dummy. I know that you're going to have to go out in free agency and get some guys to help fill out this roster and, 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 and make this team better. But for the most part – you have young guys on here, on this team, that have shown flashes of potentially being what you're asking for. And you're not going to be able to fix everything and, and, and upgrade tremendously at every position, but you can get some guys that could potentially be serviceable and at least do what you ask them to do in coverage or in, in you know the scheme or whatever it is. So I, I understand that. But initially – to change the way that this defensive philosophy is going, you got to get guys that are going to buy into what you're selling. Well, that's always important for anything. 215-592-949. For back to the phone lines here, lots to react to. Kelsey, should the Eagles put a hard deadline on his decision here? And, of course, the Phillies. I, I think it's noteworthy how much they're talking about winning the World Series in February. I love it. It's my favorite thing going on in Philadelphia sports oh. right now. Kyle is, is a worried war about this. And I think this is awesome. The, the Phillies are focused on the prize here. Do you like it or not? Ken and Cinnamon. So what's up, Ken? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Hey, Ken. What's on your mind? I, I don't normally do caller on caller, but I, I feel measurably dumber listening to Andy and Chris back-to-back. Uh, you know, <laughs> you and, and Barrett did a good job of taking care of Andy, so I'm not really going to go down that road. Chris... Chris made a mention of he wonders if the viewers uh, agree with him. Chris sounds like the kind of guy that watches radio. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 first of all, Kyle's right. The dial the dollar dog nights have nothing to do with money. The dollar dog nights are ending, and this has been coming for a long time because people don't know how to act in public simply because they paid a dollar for a freaking hot dog. Okay, yeah, there, can there have been too many of those to last couple years where it just seems like it gets out of hand? And I get it. Like if you, I have two young kids. Like if I were at a dollar dog night, I wouldn't want them seeing hot dogs fly around. Like that's, I wouldn't want to be part of that. And you know, I was a season ticket holder during the McCannon years. You know, um, the 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 Ryan Sandberg years, and those dollar dog nights got ugly. Like you know, pack up and leave. You know, or bring a hard hat. It was bad. Um, Jason Kelsey, it's entirely possible, maybe even likely, that Jason Kelsey is having conversations with the Philadelphia Eagles that neither Jason Kelsey nor the Philadelphia Eagles feel the need to share with Chris from Middletown. And, you know, the, the future of the Eagles' offensive line is not dependent upon when Chris from Middletown knows what Jason Kelsey's going to do. <laughs> you know, I, I feel entirely 
I, I feel entirely comfortable that, that at, to the extent that Jason Kelsey knows what he's going to do, so do the Eagles. The, the, the last thing that Jason Kelsey is going to do is screw this franchise, and he is probably the best Eagle in the history of the franchise. Yes, I just said that. Better than B-Doc, better than Chuck Bednarik. He is probably the best Eagle in the history of the franchise. And if he wants, if he wants to take all the time that, that the Eagles are willing to allot him to make sure that his decision is the right one, he deserves it and he gets it. And at, at the end of the day, I'm quite sure Rhea's right. The, the Eagles aren't going to be taken by surprise. He's not going to come out of left field like, whoa, we never saw that coming. So, you know, it's just like I understand it's 24-hour sports radio and, and you got to talk about something when there's not necessarily a whole lot to talk about. But I, I think the last thing there is to worry about is, is whether or not the Eagles are going to be left unprepared for the retirement of Jason Kelly. So I agree with you on that. They're not, And they're already prepared, Ken. And it's a good phone call, Ken, and we appreciate it. So I, I don't think the Eagles are going to be unprepared. They've already taken two other centers recently. But is it fair to point out that Kelsey has not really known what he's doing for years? Why did no, they, it's, it's fair to point why out. Why did they take Dickerson and Jurgens? Let's be real. The Eagles thought he may have retired a year or two ago. He's been on the fence now for a while. Now, no one minds because he comes back and he plays at a super high level. But, like, this isn't the first time we've done this rodeo. And I don't, yeah. th- I don't think he would intentionally, n- zero part of me believes he would intentionally set the Eagles back, but there is a chance he doesn't know what he wants to do right now, and yeah. that's okay. And I'm pretty sure that that his wife's input is very important of to him. Of course. And, and I know that they're probably, you know, figuring it out. This, I, I think to your point, this is something – that is not going to be dragged out. And again, I feel like being in the position that he's in, he's he's deserved that because it's a lot of cats, Joe, that don't get this to be wishy-washy. They just get kicked out. You just go, yeah. bye, leave. I also think deadlines spur action. Deadlines do not have to be mean. They spur action. Like if you're on the fence about something and someone says to you, I got to know by this date, well, then you force yourself to make a decision. But I think that with Kelsey – Knowing the situation with the Eagles that the Eagles are in, he has a date. He's just he's probably just milking this. Like I said, he's probably milking it for all the publicity that he's getting. And the fact that you knew more about this situation when he walked off the field that game after Tampa than we do now is kind of telling. Because I think I think this is all, you know, window dressing for potentially his his next his next career move. Yeah, I think my gut still tells me he's going to retire, but I I do think he's a little bit undecided. The fact that he says he's still working out. Why are you working out? If you know you're out, what are you working out for? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds like he's still leaving the door open in his own mind. I mean, hell, I still work out. Yeah, but I, no, I but there's a difference. Like, yeah, that's a difference. But still, I I know what you're saying, but hell, it's it's one of those things that he's not that far removed from it and it's like a routine. It's like a pattern, Joe, like football players follow. Because to be honest, after I retired, I still worked out like I was getting ready to play somewhere. How long did that, how yeah, long did about, it tell you about a year? A year. A year, and then it started to you know when when you started to notice, you go through a phase where you start to notice that you can't do some of the things that you used to do. Mm. Like one of the things that I used to do is like when I got on the treadmill, I used to try to run like I was getting ready for a season. But after a while, it started not to be like that, and then it just turned into a brisk walk. <laughs> Is that where you're at now? <laughs> yeah, I'm at I'm at Brisk Walk okay. stage now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you still have that desire to to be a part of it because even now, like during the playoffs, I still get somewhat excited about the season. I get excited when the when the season's about to start, 
and it, and it kind of changes your, your your workouts a little bit. But yeah, he's he's still in it because he can still play. So I'm pretty sure that's that's probably going to be a hard pill for him to swallow. And I'll tell you this too, if he decides not to play, he's going to go through that phase where he might call he might come to practice, he might come sit in on meetings if he's here. And and get that itch, and they're going to be looking at him, and he's going to be watching guys go to practice. And you might hear him, you know, talk about he missed it or whatever. But, you know, you got to get over that. You'll get over it. You'll be all right. Our Twitter question sponsored by the P.I. Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Do you like how much the Phillies are talking about the World Series in February? 59% early in this poll are on the right side of this thing. Yes, they love it. Bear is up next. What's up, Bear? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, what's up, Bear, Bear, what's up, buddy? Man, I'll tell you what, Hughes moving them goalposts so much today on those core values. I thought you were getting ready to run for all. Hey, man, that. listen, I, I'm politician this, Douglas. They, over here. they haven't set in yet, and we're still in a phase where we can move them around a little bit. The so, goalposts so, yeah, or the core we're, values? We're the core values. <laughs> they, are, they are subject to shuffle. <laughs> they, they, we can shuffle yeah. them. I know I'm being a little soft, though, Kelsey. It's just that the way the way that Joe brought this, he brought this up, man. It's just. It feels like he's being just a little bit too aggressive with the man. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, that's wonderful. He could be a Hall of Famer no matter what I say. He's got to give the he got to give the Eagles a decision here, Bear. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I had a quick Phillies rant, and then I'll talk some more Kelsey with you. Go ahead. Um, on the dollar dog night, my nephew is in a string band, and his captain works in the offices. And basically, what they were saying is the same thing you guys are saying. People were getting too out of hand. That's why they were cutting back on the dollar dog nights. But being down here, I went out to see him play the Yanks uh, opening day out there in Clearwater and was in line with a few people who got those button downs from the day before going to see the, the, the Blue Jays game. They were shocked, and I was shocked. Phillies didn't do a damn thing. I mean, not a bumper sticker and not nothing. So you, you combine that, and it seems like they're kind of cheaping out on the fans a little bit. I mean, I'm down here. I don't mind. But there's people that came down from up there to follow this team, go out there, and you don't even give them a damn bumper sticker or nothing. You know, it seems like they're just cheaping out a little bit on the fans. And if we were a mediocre team, that's one thing. But this is a World Series caliber team, mm. man, and it was just a little surprising. But anyway, I'll Yeah, but before, before you go on, Barrett, I do wonder, um, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, the Phillies probably needed Dollar Dog Night, right, to fill the park, you know, what, three or four or five times a year because the team stunk. They don't need it. Yeah. it, it my, my guess is they don't need it as much as they used to because they're a great team, a really good team, right? They're the filling the park. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yep. That, that's true. Yeah, and the Yankees are a big draw. I mean, yep. it was a sellout, they said. So, I mean, I, I get that. But um, moving on to, to Kelsey, I watched the, rewatched the documentary again. And the toll and everything that it's taken on his body, I wanted to ask you what he thinks as a former player. Do you think that he thinks that he might be on the verge of losing a step? And, I mean, he's a god in this town right now. And if he comes back for another year and he's a little off or they don't make it that far and all that, that kind of diminishes him a little bit in everybody's eyes. Do you think that that's weighing heavy on his decision right now? It might, it might be. I, I don't know because, like, listen, you're, you're only as good as your last game. And, and if he, I don't think he's too much worried about diminishing his legacy. I mean, it, that, you might be right on that, though, too. It, it's, one of those, it's a hard thing to, to kind of imagine. Because for me personally, I've never been in that situation. Because when yeah, I, I, I mean, was done, I was done, and I was cooked. So for yeah, him, it I might mean, be one of those things that, that, that might be weighing heavy on him. Yeah, it, it's one of them things I was bouncing back and forth. Because like you said, I mean, he is the best at what he does. I know some other callers are arguing that. 
I still think he's the best at his position, and he has a chance basically to pull a Barry Sanders, man, and go out on the top of his game, and that's how he'll always be remembered. Or he could be Michael Jordan. Right. Because Michael Jordan wasn't that great towards his end. But I I don't think, like, for me, I look at it like this, and and the way that he plays. If his fault, like, it's not like he's going to forget to play the center position. Now, he might not grade out as high as he has in the last couple years, but I still think that he has enough in the tank that he will still be one of the considered one of the better centers in the game. Oh, I would agree with that. And Bear, good phone call. I agree with that. I mean, I I, I think you know he, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's like I don't think I don't think with the way that he plays that his game will fall off so much that we would be sitting here talking about dog. You know, Jason Kelsey just looks cooked. I don't think yeah. I don't think that would be the oh, case. I doubt that unless injury. Yeah, right. Unless yeah, he was let, hurt. yeah, yeah. But as far no, I don't think so. Yeah, this is one of those. It's a weird one where usually if a player is older, it's a, we're debating their ability. Is it worth it? Is, no one's debating the ability. Is he worth money? All that kind of stuff. I, it's just about the Eagles got a plan for life without him, and if they don't know it, it affects their planning. And that that's the bottom line. I mean, if I'm Howie Roseman, I give him one more week. I say, all right, I got a plan. Am, am I going after a guard in free agency because we're moving Jurgens over? Do I use that money on defense? Obviously, the combine's going on right now. They can spend more time with interior offensive linemen if they think they need one. Let's go to um, let's go to Jeremy here in North Philly. What's up, Jeremy? What's going on, Joe? Jeremy, what's up, buddy? So, I got to be honest with you, Joe. I, like the talk about Jason Kelsey giving him a deadline is like borderline blasphemy. Why? The guy is as close. The guy, first of all, the guy is as close to Jesus Christ as Philadelphia has ever seen. Second mm. of all, second of all. If he called 31 teams in week two of the season and said, I'll play for you for $15 million, he would get 31 offers. Well, he wouldn't because 31 teams wouldn't have $15 million in cap room in the second week of the season. But all right. <laughs> but, okay, so. So, Jeremy, uh, let me ask you this because you obviously want to give him as much time as possible. So what would you do if you were the Eagles – when you get to free agency, are you signing an offensive lineman to play guard, or are you just going to say, let's just cross our fingers that Jason Kelsey comes back? I mean, we just drafted two offense. Like, we got two, three starters to spare on the offensive line. Jack well, Driscoll. Jack Driscoll. No, Jack, Tris- Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll's a, a borderline NFL player. I'm not player. telling you he's a star. I'm telling you he's a starter. In but the he's NFL. not. He's not a starter in the NFL, Jeremy. He's not. I mean, you, you could do that, but you're going to be significantly worse. Every time that guy plays, he's a borderline player. So, yeah, you, so it just seems like I, you – let me get – I just want to get it – I want to be sure we're on the same page. You like Kelsey so much, he just decides he how just, this goes. Basically, he just don't want you fooling with Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, yes. Like, I don't know how else to say So it. let me – I'll because throw one I, more – Jeremy, I'll throw one more at you. Let's say sure. there is a safety out there that costs $15 million. Do you get that player or do you save that cap room for Kelsey when he decides he wants to play? I mean, we – like I would hope that Howie Roseman can make it work and get both of them. No, but, but but let's say you have fifteen million left over. Are you not getting the safety so you can wait for Kelsey to say yes? All right. If you're asking if I'm choosing between a safety or the best player in Eagles history, that's still the number one player at his position. I'm going with Kelsey. But you're not. You're going for the hope. So, Jeremy, I just want to make it clear. Your scenario, you're going to sit there and cross your fingers and not make the team better because you hope he comes back. This is why you need a deadline. I mean, I, like, what I took out of what he said on the David Spade show or whatever was that he's coming back. 
Like, I, it would be nice if he would tell us that he's coming back, but the guy wouldn't be working out and, like – I think Jeremy, you might air. be right. Uh, Jeremy, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I mean, you, you might be right. Jeremy, it's a good phone call, and I, I, I think it's, I think you could be. He could be right on that. Kelsey it still, it could still be coming be back. It still, it still potentially is up in there. Uh, but I, I think there's probably an element of, uh, you know, mystery that's going on with this as well, because of the 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 way everything went down. Because everybody was for certain at the end of that Tampa game, mm-hmm. that he was done. Well, the report was he told his teammates he yeah, was done. Yeah, he told them he was done. And I think that somewhere along the line he said, no, just hold it for a little while. You know, just 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 milk it, I guess, for as much as you possibly can. But why? For I guess for for te- television, podcast, who knows? I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, but that's, that, only or, benefits, or maybe, that only benefits Kelsey. Or maybe he felt like at that moment it was knee-jerk. That may that that's that fine. might be a yeah. knee jerk. That might it might have been a knee jerk reaction. And I and, respect that. Like that's hard. I'm sure it's hard. Or another another scenario could be that Howie probably said, "Hey, wait a minute, give it a couple weeks. Make Don't sure, make sure yeah, you know. Yeah, give yeah. it a couple weeks. It could have been that. I get all that. I, I really do. And listen, I, I I think he's earned the right to have this time, like the time between the season ended to now to make this decision. I'm just saying, if the new league year starts in a couple weeks, yeah, I, we need I, to, yeah, we need to know. I gotta know if I'm Howie. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Lots to discuss here, including the Phillies. Keep talking about winning the World Series in February. I love it. Kyle thinks it's crazy talk, but Hugh, there's a new layer here to the Hassan Reddick. We got some more layers like yeah, an onion. Like got, an onion. It is like an onion. The more you peel it. Or chop it, and maybe the more you cry. That's what Kyle's doing because he thinks this guy needs to be here. Um, all right, report. Multiple teams have shown interest in Hassan Reddick. This is from Pro Football Talk. But, Hugh, this is the interesting part. Uh, so the report, it kind of includes yesterday's report. Multiple teams have have uh, reached out to the Eagles. But, Hugh, the end of this Pro Football Talk article. You ready for this? Yes. Quote, the Eagles can save $10.1 million after taking a $5.7 million dead money hit by releasing Reddick with a post-first June designation if they don't trade him. So you know what my read on that is? They might, they might cut. Well, my read on that is, is how he doesn't like the offers he's getting. And he's telling teams, if you don't give me what I want, I'll just cut him. Yeah. I mean, and plus you talk about saving money. Like there's a lot. Of, it, and it also plays into what Howie didn't say the other day. Because this is a fluid situation. And if teams are willing to, like, if he's out there on the free agent market, if he gets cut, that's probably better for Hassan, too. It is, but it's worse for the team that wants him. Like, if you're the Texans, if you trade from, he's yours. Yeah. If he gets cut, you got to compete with People all to everybody the else. Yeah, it's a little different scenario. So, yeah, he's that's that's pretty smart on Howie's part, if that's the case. You know, if you get a chance to save $10 million. Well, yeah, and that would be with a June uh, post June 1st cut. That That's just, that's the first time anyone's thrown out the idea that they would cut him. Right, like it's been, well, they'll trade him, or they'll bring him back, or they'll make a pay on the last year of his deal. Now we have an extra layer to it, which is they could cut him. That would be, that'd be a big one. I mean, I know that Kyle, one, that is Kyle not might, happy. yeah, we might not keep saying Kyle well, for a couple days. Why would you be happy about that? Why would anybody be happy about happy. cutting us on Reddick? Well, you're, happy. But you're saying Kyle wouldn't be happy about that. Why would well, you? Well, you? Well, you're the most well, upset I, I about think, all this. I think how I'm looking at well, it, Well, I would rather you... trade him for... Uh, Anything, they right. cut him. Now, the worst case scenario is cutting Hassan Reddick. No one in Philadelphia should be happy about but, cutting Hassan Reddick. I'm about to get yelled at, I know. But, Go for it. But, but, but what I'm about to say, Kyle. Don't but, you dare. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute. You get uh, the, about you playing the save $10 million. You're going to save, and you could use that money to get another well, player. So you mean to hopefully get a guy that's as good as Hassan Reddick? <laughs> I think... I think that we have one of the guys that could possibly be as oh, good as Oh, dude, him. get real. Nolan Smith. You're going to say Smith. Nolan Smith? Yeah. 
I think. <laughs> See, I knew this was coming. Well, Howie, wanna, Howie might agree listen, with you on this. And the way Howie was talking him up. to give the man a chance, man. With Vic Fangio. Is See, this I think a daycare center or is this another ageist thing I feel, I feel like you. y'all, I think y'all downplaying the importance of Vic Fangio being here. Well, and what this man has done in the NFL. But he's going off the deep end, dude. But with, I am not. With real talent, though. I think I think Nolan Smith. No, is he might be real talent. <laughs> Keely Ringo, I'm not sure about this that. Is getting, I think Keely this is, is getting crazy. I think Keely is talented. You're so dug in to the young guys thing. You're willing to cut Hassan Reddick, I, the listen, best player on the defense. Hugh Hassan Reddick is, is cutting himself because Hassan Reddick wants to get paid, which I do not have a problem with. Don't have a problem with him wanting to get paid. But if we're in a strategic move to help us save some money and get better, I'm okay with that, too. All I know is this. Every t- every part of this tells me he's not here next year. We go from how we talking up the young guys. They obviously don't want to give him the money he wants, and now we get stories out there they could just cut him to save some money. This this, this island feels so lonely right about now. The young, what, was, what, is, what do you call lon- it? The lon- Lonely Island. Lonely right Island. <laughs> Play the young guys with Hugh Douglas. All right, 215-592-9490. If we come back, Joel Embiid on his timeline to return and if his decision to return would be affected by how the team is playing, we'll let you hear about that. And a movement we have to stop in this city before it starts. We cannot allow this to happen. Plus all your phone calls on the Phillies with the World Series talk. And, of course, here, the Eagles of Jason Kelsey. Should they give him a hard deadline to make his decision? I say yes. We'll discuss it all. Midday show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Joe, are you going to come back this this season? Uh, that's the plan. Uh, obviously, everything has to go right. Uh, you know, as far as you know, getting healthy and, and being as close as um, yeah, as I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. What's the, is there? What's the timeline if everything goes right? Um, I mean, there's there's really no timeline. Um, like it all depends on. You'll never tell how the body reacts, um, especially once you start ramping up. Um, so, I mean, it all depends on how it feels and, uh, and if it feels great, then uh, that's good. And if it doesn't feel like it's right, then you gotta, you know, you gotta keep going. Joel Embiid at Sixers practice asked about his chances of coming back. He still said no timeline there, which. I don't know. I mean, I know he. It seems like he really wants to come back, but the fact that there is no timeline, like there is a timeline. The season is going to dictate this, right? Like, yeah. you know, he his body can only heal at a certain rate. Obviously, it's at everyone's hands. But the Sixers, like, the season doesn't last until June unless they make it till June. So he only has a certain amount of time if he can make it. What are we thinking about uh, in the March? Well, they, that, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, he said there's no timeline. Well, well, I, well I, <clears throat> the reason why I say that, Joe, because I'm I'm trying to figure out the timeline from the, when he had the surgery to now, because that that's like I'm not a doctor, but I've had some a knee injury before, and it's like it takes like at least six weeks 
to heal from from whatever he had and i think that the technology nowadays is it's it's a lot it's a lot more it's not it's not evasive what is, is evasive or non-evasive i think you want less evas- evasive evasive yeah, yeah. evasive yeah. less evasive don't surgery. don't cut that off kyle don't do that and uh i think that's what he had so it's one of those things where you know it's it's his his rehab and him healing. He also has had multiple surgeries on this knee, though, which that's got to. Yeah, that probably would that would probably yeah. set him back a little bit. But I'm thinking that, like we like we said, at the beginning of the playoffs, a couple weeks before the playoffs started, something like that. So, that's what I was thinking. But here's the issue with the beginning of the playoffs: Th- their playoffs could last two days if yeah, they're, they're in playing. the plan. It's yeah, a, you know right. they could be out now. If he's back for that, obviously it would give them a greater chance to win. I don't know if there's any like real like callback or comparison you can make to. Like, I, I know you uh, had, whatever, knee surgery and your playing career, Hugh. You're also not seven foot yeah, it's a constantly different. jumping on it. And you know what I mean? Like, true, I, you have story. to sort of factor that in, I think. I'm and not I, a doctor. It, but, but from what, what we were told, this is a clean. This was a cleanup. Yeah, I don't believe the Sixers. You don't? No. See that? Uh, no, they, that's I mean, the they, they have not, for, year, for years, they don't tell you the whole truth with injuries. They and this just has don't. been pretty vague. This whole description of everything that was going on, it has been pretty vague. No yeah. question about that. I, I don't know. I mean, I my gut is he will try, and he probably will run himself out there for a play-in game against whoever. He talked a little bit more about why, you know, this whole timeline is the way it is and, and why he's going to push himself to come back. My question to you is, but why come back? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, after an injury like this, some people may say, you know what? Let me just rest up for next uh-huh. year. Be- um, the same reason why I was pushing uh, the you know, last couple of games. I just love playing basketball. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. Um, I only have about 20 years to do this. Uh, so any chances that I get, I want to be on the floor. So it doesn't matter where we are. Um, I don't know. Four, five, three, I don't know. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, doesn't really matter where we are. I just want to play as much as we can and you know, try to help us. So, Hugh, he sounded like he answered the question that I think some people have in their mind. If they're in the play-in, would he come back for that, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really the playoffs. It's not a series. It's like a game or two to try to establish a spot in the playoffs. He said it doesn't matter where they are. So that tells me if he's capable of playing, he's, he's going gonna, to play. He's going to play. And that's what you want, man. I mean, that, that's all you can ask for. And that's why it was, the, for me, it, like, you, it's never opportune to have an injury. But the injury timing for him was good because now it gives him a chance to rest, heal up, and get ready for the playoffs. And, you know, we don't have the burden of, of him trying to go for the MVP or anything like that because that's, that was out of the questions by the, by the as many games as he's missed so far. Yeah, I mean, this people might not agree with me on this, and I, I appreciate that he wants to play. If they fall to the eighth seed and they're in the, and they're in the play-in, I wouldn't play him. You don't? Why not? Because they're, they're not winning. Chip in the chair. No. Chip in the chair, Joe. No, he, he, there's a, like, Who was the play-in team last year that went deep? They, was it Miami? But they didn't win it. Yeah, but they were they went I know, deep. Though. I know. I think that's rare. I, I I just think in the NBA they did that kind of twice. Didn't they do that in the bubble too? The bubble um, team went kind of deep. They weren't quite that low of a seed, but that they went to the finals in the yeah. bubble. But I just in the NBA, if you're not a top three seed, you don't win the title. It's just it's very rare that happens. So I mean, if it's, that's just me. I mean, I, he's going to play, and and that's fine. I'm not going to tell him not to. I just I don't see the point if they're the eight seed. Did you hear did you hear history talk on the? Yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah, was, I, I saw you were on the phone, so I decided to throw it out there. Yeah, get mad. Yep. <laughs> Uh, if you're not a top three seed in the NBA, you don't win the title. Well, historically, but that yeah. doesn't matter because no one, none of those teams have had Joel Embiid, who was injured and you know sort of sinking or trying to stay afloat while he was injured, and then getting him back. Like 
Every scenario is different. I, I can't stress this enough. And the team here is not good enough around him. I mean, that, that's my scenario right now. They barely could win a game without him. Okay, but like, but we've seen enough of Joel Embiid with this team to know what the difference is when he's actually on the court. They can win and kick ass with him. Well, that's assuming he's that Joel Embiid that he was two months ago. Is he going to be that late March? Surgery? You get April, the playoffs are April fourteenth, mm, uh, right around there. Yeah, I think the thirteenth, fourteenth, right with the play-in games. Two-week ramp up by the second round of the playoffs. We get prime. Healthy Prime, Joel in shape, in all the second that round. stuff. Oh, I love it. All right, let's go to the phones here. 215-592-949 for Rob Zadelko. Hey, Rob. Joe, you. What's up, boys? Hey, What's Rob. You, you. I'm about to have a hot take here. Yeah, I'm comparing Bryce Harper to T.O., all right? Okay, I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to end with that. Let me start off with the, with the Phils. Joe, you know what? Damn right I want them talking World Series. You know what? If they break my heart in the end, Joe, you know what's going to happen? I'll complain, and you know what? And I'll be back next year. And I want I want them to talk World Series again, Rob. I and, love it. I, I just I feel like they are so focused on the prize right now. And the and the last couple of years, I mean, obviously two years ago they were just trying to make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And then last year, I just didn't feel that focus from day one. And that's what I want you. I want to listen. That's what it is about being a Philadelphia sports fan. If I get my heart broken, I'll complain, and you know what? And then you know what? After some time goes by, I'll be right back next year watching them again. Supporting them again and wanting them to talk championship again. So absolutely, go big or go home. I don't want no middle ground. Speaking into existence. That yeah, is right, Rob. Speaking I love that. Existence. Rob, what are you thinking? What are you thinking on Kelsey? Give him a deadline. Absolutely, I want a deadline. Let's go. I want a deadline just because it just helps everybody out. It helps the organization out. It helps the team out. It helps them making decisions. It helps young guys get ready. Whatever it is, I don't think there's anything wrong. With giving him a deadline. Now, now here's my hot take. You ready, Hugh? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. Let's go. You ready? I'm, I'm gonna, okay. What's the difference? Now, when you cut it down to the core, guys, okay, get, get all, the, all the stuff away. You know, the, the push-ups in the, in the or the sit-ups, wherever it was, in the, in the driveway, ordering pizzas for everybody. What did T.O. want? He wanted a new contract, right? He wanted more, more, more money. More money, yeah. yep. More money. Now, Bryce Harper is not saying he wants a new contract, but Bryce Harper wants what? More money. More money. Now, now I know he's not going to be a distraction as far as doing the antics and everything like that. That's why I said strip all that other stuff away. They're basically, like, how's he much different than T.O., right? Am I, am I wrong? Is this, like, out of... Just like well, here's how I think close? it's similar. It, it's they're it's ob- definitely similar. Yeah, they're obviously different personalities. But it's just the way that they're going about it. Yeah, Rob, the similarity is they signed a long-term contract, and then within that contract, they don't like it anymore, and they want more money. And, and that's my point. Is like we ripped T.O. Now, I know that other stuff had, had probably stuff to do with it. But you know what? I'm ripping Bryce Harper. I think it's a joke. I, there's no way in the world I would give him more money because I don't think it's any different than what T.O. wanted. But you know what? doesn't mean I don't like the guy, Joe. Doesn't mean I don't want him to do well because he's going to be here for another eight years. I want to win championships, but I just don't think it's that much different, guys. When you cut it to the core, that they both wanted money, and T.O., you know, I guess because he kind of has that history, you know, he gets ripped for. It. But to me, Bryce Harper ain't much different than what T.O. was trying to do. Yeah, really, the difference honest. is the approach, right? That's and the Rob, presentation. Yeah, and Rob, we appreciate it, man. The difference is the approach, right? Bryce Harper says I want to die in a Phillies jersey. T.O.'s doing, you know, sit ups in a driveway. Yeah, and he endeared himself to the city, and it, it's all about the way you sell it, man. And 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 the presentation and the way that Bryce Harper went about it, it's a little bit easier to digest as opposed to the way T.O. went about it. You know, and it's a lot that like. A lot of this, a lot of times, situations like this, Joe, they play out in the public. You know, the public sentiment either goes one way or another. Like, initially, I feel like, initially, 
it felt like the public sentiment was for Bryce Harper. But I think as we went through this and, and got through it a little bit more, then it started to change a little bit. And that's probably why one of the reasons you ain't heard a whole lot about it. It has quieted down. It, there is kind of an odd similarity between Bryce and T.O. Not, not personality, but like they both came and they changed the team in a significant way. They're mm-hmm. both great players. They both want more money. Um, but obviously their personalities are way different. And But the other thing they both did is they came back from injury fast, like significant Phenomenal. injury fast, and yes. played their butts off. There is something similar. Like they're, they're two of the greatest players that Philadelphia's ever brought in from outside, right? You know, T.O. And, and, and Bryce Harper. Like if you make a that. list of like the 10 greatest imports to Philadelphia sports that weren't drafted here to begin with, they're on that list. So I don't, I don't think Rob's comparison is crazy. It's just... Bryce, obviously, Bryce is as good at kind of pushing what he wants to say to the media, to the fans, as anyone I've ever seen. It's like he's per- he's usually perfect at it, mm-hmm. and then this may have been his a first misstep. Uh, what you call it? A little bit of a uh, miss, yeah, misstep. Yeah, I think. Got it. Yeah, I think he's annoyed some people with this. Not that people don't like him anymore. It's obviously he's he's the most popular player in Philadelphia, without question. But I do think, yeah, this this Pete, this thing pushed people buttons a little bit the wrong way. Tony's in Middletown. What's up, Tony? Tone. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, so uh, you you mentioned you went to uh, Central State. That was a surprise to me. I didn't know. Um, did you play with the late great wide receiver Robert Jackson? Robert Jackson? No, I didn't. I don't oh, think I did. Okay. No. Nah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he was there two years. He, he, he graduated in '86. He probably graduated '89 uh, from high school. So I thought y'all were there at the same time. No, I was in '90. But, uh, '90 in high school. No, I wasn't there. He oh, wasn't '90, there. '90. Okay, yeah. I saw '71 as your birthday. Anyway. So um, just two quick things, one on Bryce Harper since you just brought it up, and then one on the uh, on Philly. So Bryce Harper, I, I can't believe a dude making all that, all them millions is tripping off a couple more dollars. I mean, he doesn't have a invest, you know, an investment advisor that can't can't make him a couple couple million on some trades. I mean, that's to me that's insane when when people making multiple millions and are tripping over contract money and they can't make this money with a financial advisor or you know some kind of someone that knows how to trade stocks. I mean, or you know even crypto now. But um, that, that's, it's just crypto, crazy. Crypto is still a thing? But on, I don't know. I'm not a crypto guy. I don't I'm know not, if you know I've that. never gotten a crypto. You a crypto guy, Tony? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It, it's blowing up right now, too. It uh, is, you know, bull, the bull is running again. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, that's good. All right, Tony, what do you think about the Phillies talking about the World Series in February? Yeah, I mean, in a world where we hate cliches, it, it's refreshing. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, you don't want to hear the, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to take it day by day, blah, blah, blah. That's the cliche stuff. They're coming out with some new stuff saying, look, we want it all, and we're going to get it. So that hey, I, I like it. You know, what I'm, I'm not a Phillies fan, and I like I like hearing I like hearing that positivity. Tony, I think it's the best thing that anyone said around here in a long time. Tony, good phone call. I I love it. I'd love that they're not running from this. This is the whole point of the season. The not nothing. No one's going to care in ten years how many games they won this year. Whether it's 94, whether it's 89. What could you? Does anyone know how many games? the teams that recently have won the World Series won? Because the regular season is just a buildup to get to the playoffs, to to be in the playoffs, and I like that they're focused on the prize now. Yeah, and the way that they've been going and the way that they've trended over the last couple of years, it, it's safe to say that they're going to be one of the playoff teams and that their goal is to actually win it because I think that, that goes without saying the way that they played last year, the fact that they had a power outage last year, and they were still able to get into the playoffs. So I think that they feel like with, with Bryce Harper being healthy, Trey Turner being back in the lineup and, and doing Trey Turner things, which we think he's going to do, that this is not going to be an issue. That's why I, I, I'm okay with it. And plus, you always got to speak what you want into existence. Like, I want a house. I need to start talking about it a little bit more, though, so you can speak it into existence. Uh, 
so I, I guess where I'm coming from here is like, don't mistake this for me being, I, I love that they have confidence. And I saw somebody made the comparison to Jimmy Rollins saying the Phillies are the team to beat, team to beat yeah. in the NL. That's, uh, that's still a little bit different for me. Like, he, exuding confidence and talking about the World Series in February is, is are, are two completely different things. And, by the way, the goal, basically, that Jimmy Rollins set wasn't really, we're going to win the division, this and that. He just said, we're the team to beat. Like, that's enough, like, swagger, confidence, whatever. I, I'm, I'm cool with that for the leader of the team to be saying. It's the fact that every single player is only talking about the World Series this, World Series that, like... I, and I know you. Go, we, we all think it's a foregone conclusion they're going to make the playoffs. It's really not, though. Like it never really is. It's this a is high baseball. likelihood, right. but not a foregone. But, like, but what if they don't? Then it's like this is so embarrassing if they don't even make the See, playoffs. See, I'm not worried about that. How it could go wrong. Like I think that you're worried. Like they could have egg on their face at the end. Like you mentioned the Mets thing. I'm right? surprised that you're not worried about what could go wrong. Well, I mean, I I know what could go wrong, but saying it's not going to change anything. Right? Like uh, here here's something interesting though that I think is kind of ironic. You said someone brought up the idea that it's kind of like J roll, right? 2007 saying we're the team to beat. So I just pulled this up, um, 2007 preseason odds to win the World Series, because that is an interesting comparison, okay? In two th- now, he said that in 07, right? Before 07. Now, they didn't win the World Series that year. Obviously, they won it in 08, but they won the division Ended up winning the division. Yeah, that Dramatic was, fashion. Yes, the last the day. The Phillies' odds to win the World Series preseason February of 2007 was 15 to 1. Do you know what their odds right now today on FanDuel to win the World Series? Is it 15 to it's 1? 15 to 1. That's great. You know what? I like that. That, that, that makes me like this That's even history. more. It, exactly. It some history. It's something. It, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's I something. I hate history. It's a coincidence. <laughs> it's a fun coincidence. No, I, I hate math. Like math. I, I don't like that math. I thought we we're good at math on this show. No, no. The, 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 those, the, those, those. Yeah, that, grammar is what we're good at on yeah, this that, show. That, we're great at grammar. <laughs> All right, let's go to Darren at Southfield. What's, What's up, Darren? What's up, Joe? What's up, you? What's hey, up, Darren? man? How you doing? I'm, I'm I'm doing great. I had a hypothetical trade, and then whoever called speaking about Bryce Harper and T.O., my guy, I put a damper on it. Let's just state this, right? T.O. almost won, almost broke the receiving record with only playing 14 games that year, correct? He was a great player. Q, you being a football player, in your mind, you're, did T.O. outperform that contract he was? Yes or no? Yes, he did. Okay. Bryce Harper is the 46th overall paid player in baseball currently. Is Bryce Harper only the 47th best player in baseball, or is he a top 10 player? He's a top 10 player. Top, top 11, right, so why he's we, 11. He was ranked 11, but we, yeah. I think he's I mean, top 10. That was a load of – that list was <laughs> New York and Atlanta biased because there's no way Acuna is the best player in baseball. You can go fly a kite if that's your belief. But um, this notion that it's wrong to ask for – like people ask for race every day at their job regardless of what their salary is. Now, yes, it's a bad look, but you're still entitled to believe, ask for what you believe in, though the old allergy, closed mouth don't get fed, correct? Closed mouth don't so get what's fed, the harm though. in asking? Well, there's no, there's no harm in asking. I wouldn't do it. He has eight years left, but I mean, there's no again, harm in you're doing. not him. You're not him, and you're not outperforming No, no, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it if I were the Phillies. I would say no. True, and that's what they can say. But if he doesn't ask, you never know. Like, I, I, like, I agree, yeah. and, and, and to the, to that point, they did kind of put him in a position where he he felt comfortable asking by the way they were exactly. talking about Exactly. You want to be mad at anybody for this get mad at Philly's management for putting him comfortable. If they had cut this at the knees, no, we don't renegotiate contracts until they uh until you have one or two years left. There's no discussion. At the end of the day, Bryce Harper has outperformed that contract. So do I would I wish he'd won a World Series or two before we're talking about it? Absolutely. But I'm not mad at the man who's outperformed and is a forty six best. 40 post highest player paid in baseball 
wanting to be paid what he is worth. At the end of the day, every man wants to be paid what they feel they're worth. Well, that's for sure. Darren, what are you thinking? I, I, I'm going to guess you like this Phillies World Series talk. I love it. What are you thinking about it? I have a trade, too, before you let me go. But let me state this. There is nothing wrong. I want – why not pound your chest? Because at the end of the day, like your producers I'm, – I'm sorry I'm bad with names, but your producers said this. It's not a foregone conclusion. You're right. It's not a foregone conclusion, but it would have to go drastically wrong. And let's just be honest. Who wants to put bad vibes in there? Yes, we're going to win the division. We're not going to. We're not saying we're going to win the division. We're saying we're going to the playoffs. That's a foregone conclusion. Honestly, there. Like, I mean, there would have to be a couple of things that went wrong drastically for that. Not yeah, that like correct. Wheeler and Nola would have to yeah, be out and, for like and, you know a long time. And a lot Mike of would have to blow his elbow. Right. Like, there's 106 things that would have to go wrong for that. We're and the Phillies are probably the eighth best team in baseball on paper. They're probably better if everything's clicking. So let's not go for that. And then I have a trade for you guys, and I want your opinion. What do you got? I'm trading Hassan Reddick to Kansas City for Snead and a second and third round pick. Is that too much or fair in your opinion? I'll listen to the answer. Uh, oh, Darren, I would for, do that. What'd you say, a Hassan Reddick for what? A so second? He, he's trading Reddick to Kansas City and getting back Snead and a second and third round pick. But you still got to sign Snead, though. Oh, I I would drive Hassan Reddick to Kansas City for that. No, deal. I'm saying, but you still got to sign him, though. So it, sure, that money. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I I, I can roll with that. Kyle, I mean, you've uh, you have been famously against most potential ideas for Reddick trades. No, like okay, hold wait, on. hold on. You wouldn't trade him for Snead a two and a three? No, because then you have to pay Snead. Right, like I would rather Snead's, just pay Reddick. Snead's a better player. No, he's not. I think he's a better player. Hassan Reddick is at a more valuable position, which automatically makes him a better player than Lejarius Snead. Having Hassan Reddick here gives us a better chance of winning the Super Bowl next year than Lejarius Snead and a couple seconds. I still. disagree with that. I would do, I would do that. All right. Um, here is something else I disagree with. And once in a while, once in a while, we have to put our foot down as a show. I will speak. I don't know if anyone's brought this up yet, so I'll, I'll start speaking for the station on this. If I missed it this morning, maybe Joe and John brought this up. But we got to address something. What happened? As a city. Okay. So uh, there was a tweet that was going around last night. Got, got some pretty <laughs> significant traction here. Okay. And the, uh, the, here's the body of it. Sixers fans. It's got some red exclamation points there to get everyone's attention, okay? We are going to organize a Tobias Harris standing ovation for the next home game Friday at 7 p.m. against the Hornets. Cheer as loud as you can, as you can on his opening introduction every time he touches the ball and each time he checks in, checks in. We need our assassin score. This is a joke, quite frankly. We're, no. There's no on this one. I went along with the Trey Turner thing. And as much as I was frustrated with Trey's play, I recognized then I didn't think there was much of a downside to that particular situation. He was going to be here for 10 more years. Phillies really needed him to play well. And luckily for everyone, he turned it around after that. This guy's got 122 days, and you know I'm counting this thing down. He's got 122 days left in this contract. What is the point of this? Well, we're trying to make him make him play better so we can get to the playoffs. No, but he, here's the difference. You stuttered. He, he, he does not like my analogy. He's very naive of you. He stinks. <laughs> Trey was at least Trey had a track record of excellence. Tobias Harris is an average well, player. Well, granted, he since he's come back from injury and he was a little sick, he's been on a slump. The way you just looked at me, Joe, I wish people could actually see, like, the level of thoroughly irritated. The slump, you. <laughs> this guy's unplayable right now. Man, been in a slump for, like, no, five years. Listen, and, 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 and Coach Nurse tried his damnness when he was asked a question about him the other day to try to save him and talk about everybody needs to play better. You know, because you don't want to single anybody out. Like, I, I firmly believe that there's an opportunity for us to, to help him out just a little bit. And listen, th- it started with Trey Turner, so why I got to stop there? You know it's not going to stop. 
No, no. Eventually, we need to call. Uh, no, no, it's too late. We're no, late. no, no, no. Everybody no. needs to change, man. <laughs> and we need to work against the negative, the negative vibes that people feel like. You ever hear too much of a good thing? This would be it. This would, yeah, we've it's gone. You're, well, I can you're see saying you're for this. I'm saying I'm like clapping for him, that's but not every that's, time he that's touches because something. he's a Tobias Harris guy. This we've is established getting, this. Uh, what a human. <laughs> I have thoroughly disappointed. We have lost my, you. My co-host and my producer today with my taste. No, I'm, I'm totally against this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I am thoroughly. I'm sorry if I disappointed today, but uh, this is what I'm, what I'm feeling. There is one thing about this that has me on to the fact that it could possibly like actually be a joke. That last line about we need our assassin score back. No one believes that. Like no one actually thinks that. And that could be like a dig at it was it was his father that called him an assassin or was it Dr. Yeah, J? Is that, is that well is Dr. J said put him in the raft. Yeah, one of the delusional Tobias Harris morons that said that he was an assassin yeah, like, scorer. I get, get put him in the rafters <laughs> is one of the most ridiculous things that it has really ever is. been said it is. by it, anyone. It's almost enough for me to want to take him down from the rafters. <laughs> Please, just no standing ovation for Tobias. Last I'm just going to say I warned everybody about this. Or so, did. All right, who are we blaming? Jack? All of us? The whole city? Yeah, I, I'm good with blaming Jack. All right, we'll blame yep. Jack. If Tobias gets this ovation tomorrow night, that, that's on Jack. But listen, everybody, let's let's not go here. Not for Tobias Harris. 215-592-949. We'll come back at all your phone calls. Kelsey, should they put a hard deadline on his decision? And how do you feel about the Phillies in February with the World Series Talk Plus? we got to open an investigation on one of our own. That's later. All your calls next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-9494. lot to discuss here from a Kelsey deadline, which I believe they should have one. One week from today, if I'm Howie, i got to know if Kelsey's in or out. And the Phillies continue to talk in February about winning the World Series. I love this. This is It's impromptu hell. You know what? Uh, every once in a while, you need a little perspective from someone like Al Morgani, who impromptuly joins us. What's up, Al? What's up, guys? Hugh, I'm sorry about another cold day without a jacket, but, you know. No, Al, I'm doing okay. I, 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 I He's mean, telling I'm, I'm almost, that. I'm almost out of the woods. I'm almost out of the woods I, with this. Uh, March around here could get cold again. You better you better not speak. Yeah, you, you, two weeks from now, it might be freezing out no, there. Don't, don't speak that until you. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, so what's happening, boys? Well, Al, we're trying to figure some things out. Al, let me ask you this. If you were Howie, would you give Kelsey a deadline to figure out if he's coming back or not? Because it, I'm, the way I view it is that they got to know if they have that money to spend in free agency and if they need to get you know another lineman if they're moving Jurgens over to, to, to center. What do you think? My assumption is they already have. I mean, I, you know, I don't know why all of Philadelphia thinks all business is done on the air live on WIP. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no. But wouldn't you assume it's already been been voiced? Well, I, I, I mean, if you're, if you're running a, 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 a team like that or a company, mm-hmm. I mean, isn't one of their core values that they, that they, they don't discuss their public, their, their stuff out in public? So, I mean, really, would... would I would be shocked if they haven't told him or let it be known to him that, yeah, we got to know by here. And it's kind of common sense, isn't it? I would hope so. It, but here, Al, here's what's confusing me. When the playoff game happened, right, the, the report came out the next day he was retiring, Adam Schefter said it, and Kelsey said the media's got to do their job, but, you know, he wasn't ready to tell everybody. 
I yeah. thought we would know by now. I, I wonder if he's having second thoughts and maybe he's thinking about actually playing again. I, I'm just confused why he hasn't told us yet if it is the retirement. No, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know that he knows. And I'm, I'm assuming that, they, they, that he knows that he has to do it by a certain – can't hold him up forever. I mean, he's not, he's not Brady. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't, you, know, you can't do that. But, I mean, I, I, I do think it's a more difficult decision. I've, I've said, you know, I, was, I, I honestly think it's a dangerous decision um, because, in my mind, if he says he's not coming back, if I'm a fan, it tells me he doesn't have it. He doesn't think they really have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Never thought about it like <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you really, you look at it, you, you put yourself in the shoes if you think the team really has a chance, really has a good chance to win a Super Bowl, wouldn't you be all in? Yeah, I, I would say that, yeah. Especially if you got a yeah. chance to, 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 to win another championship, yes. And if, I'm, and, if I don't, and if he's not coming back, I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe it's not that, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to be a, a year where they're, where they're all in for a Super Bowl. Al, you could be right on that, and it would give a kind of a key or a, like a zoom in to what he thinks and what they might think of themselves. Al joining us, a little impromptu Al Morganti. Al, the Phillies, I'm sure you've noticed this as you've kind of observed spring training so far. Every time I hear one of these guys talk, Merrifield yesterday, Bryce and Schwarber, even Topper when they started spring training, they all keep talking about winning the World Series. Al, do you like this, that they're talking in February about something that obviously they can't fully accomplished until late October. I like it. I, I like that they're talking about the main prize and not beating around the bush. I like it, and, and they're not the Mets, okay? So it's not like way, on a, way up or way over their ski chips. They've been there. They're, they've been close. They've, they've, you know, they've proven they can have some long-term success. They've got the pitching. I really like it because it's just what, the, what it comes from the top, from the ownership. I want my trophy back. And, and I, you know, you're not going to say – you can't ask for an extension for a million years if you don't think you're going to win the World Series. So, I mean, I think, I think it's great. I mean, I mean, it's to the point where now I, you'll be disappointed. They're going to make the playoffs. But really, your, your intention is in this team, like with the Eagles previously, you're going into the season thinking you can, you can be last team standing. I think it's terrific. I, I, don't see any da- I don't see any downside to it. Even a slow start, they've had them before. I see no downside to it at all. Yeah, and I just feel like there's a level of focus they have right now that I haven't seen before, and I, and I really like that. All right, Al, we got to get you on the record here because it's uh, it's that time of the year. We have to ask you who should be the Phillies' leadoff hitter in the lineup when uh, when they write it out about a month from today, opening day. Who should be the leadoff hitter for the Phillies this season, Al? Schwarber. I mean, I just I in the first place, I love the discussion around it all the time. I I like they win with it. It's anti-analytics, I guess, and it's—I'm telling you, Joe. I, when I tune into a Phillies game, I, I got to be there at the, at the, at the first inning. <laughs> I got to be there for the first batter when they're you know, when they're on the road home, whatever. Their leadoff guy. I—I I, don't—I don't see where it's—it's it's outrageous anymore. He's had such success for and not just here, wherever, and he can always change it. I mean, I—you I, know—with the Phillies, I mean. I, the biggest problem seems to be their hot dogs right now. It's like the, the rest of it's like yeah, everything's going to be going fine. 
And well, I'm with you on this. He he should be the leadoff hitter, and I I love I love it from the perspective you said. As a fan, you want to watch it, and I also think oh, it yeah. put it puts the opposing pitcher on edge. You got a guy that I think combined with the playoffs and regular season, he has like 105 home runs the last few yeah, years. He's been money. He's the first hitter in the lineup. Like you you gotta be on your on the on it right away. Otherwise, he might take you out. Yeah, it gets it gets energy, and it draw and it and it and it drives discussion. On just the whole, it, it makes everybody look at their lineup, and it makes them a little bit different. It makes them—they're they're a very unique team, uh, and I like them being that unique. I mean, not many teams have like that many DHs in their <laughs> in their lineup yeah. to be able to do it. I like—I like the difference, and I—I I, I mean, there's something to it to me. Baseball, you manage a—I guess in baseball, it's not the room; it's the clubhouse, whatever. And I think it's a very good fit. And as I mentioned before. It also gives you a very, when things aren't going right, it allows you to do something what seems dramatic to get things changed up, at least temporarily, on what's going on. It does work, and it's worth their winning percentage when he's up there. It's 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 significant. All right, Al, you mentioned the hot dogs. What is your uh, what's uh, your big takeaway? Dollar dogs or no more? I I guess it. Ha- I mean, I'm I'm going to miss it. I thought it was terrific. Uh, I. I mean, I'm looking at the economics of it. They've got a sold-out building now that I really need to do it, uh, and I think that's part of it. But I, I'm, 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 I, I'm really, really going to miss it. The Bogo thing doesn't doesn't work for me. I mean, Bogo, what's Bogo? Did I get Spike and Jack out of Bogo? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it worked. <laughs> they get a Bogo. I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm buying like they got embarrassed by it. And I guess some season ticket holders and their responses didn't quite like it, but I, I, I guess wing ball had to end. So I guess I guess with the with the chaos that was Dollar Dog Night, that had to end also. Yeah, I'll miss, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to miss it though. That people love that, but you're probably right. They, oh, they're, yeah. they're they're selling out the building, yeah, so they don't yeah. have because Al six or seven years ago we remember no one was there most nights, but those Dollar Dog oh, no. Nights that would get people in. And I said on the air in the morning, why don't they just September have Dollar Dog Month to get, to get, to get people there? But now the lines, you see the lines, what it's like. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, economics plays into everything. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that played heavily in, into the decision. But I think it could come, like, it will come back. It will, whenever, whatever time it is, it will come back around. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, people will go crazy for it. Al, before we let you go, let's talk about the Flyers a little bit. So, uh, Jonesy was on this morning, and I know they were talking this morning about if they're going to make the playoffs. Al, what do you think? We're coming down the stretch here. Trade deadline uh, just about a week away. Flyers are in a spot right now. Do you think they're going to get there? I do think they're going to get there. I know I know. at the beginning of the year, um, I said on the air that I thought that Jonesy and uh, Danny were playing limbo there to try to get underneath, try to get the expectations so low mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, they knew there was going to be a rebuild. But I think to the team always, I thought, you know, it's not that, they're not, they're not that bad a team, even with the goaltending change that, that, that they've gone through here. He's been terrific, Harrison. I do think, and part of the reason I think is I don't think the teams behind him can gain much traction. Um, you know, I know, I, I guess Jones to get some heat for, say, for saying that this morning or whatever. I'm like, I get, people got to understand with Jonesy, he did radio for a long time. And do you ever hear the band Pigeons playing ping pong? That's how Jonesy looks at the media. <laughs> a, bunch, a, bunch of, a bunch of pigeons at times. So I think he was just trying to have a bit of fun. 
Well, and and this whole year has been, I, I think, just better than anyone thought. I mean, they they have been, uh, oh, yeah. they've been fun. I mean, no. a lot. They're they've been way, way more fun than people expect them to be. Al and and you've got playoff games now, kind of from what they've had in the past couple of years. These players are getting it's a playoff type tension for the young players and the building. Even when the lights are only half on, <laughs> the building is electric on what's going on. So I mean, it's it's a no matter what happens, this year's already been a huge rebuild. Yeah, and a success. I, I agree with that. Al, we always appreciate hopping on. We'll be listening. South Philly sauce, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Al. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, there he bye. goes. Impromptu Al. So he's with me on this. World Series talk in February is I'm totally okay appropriate. I'm definitely okay with it. I, I think you got to speak what you want into existence. And, and like he said, it's not like they're not going to be a playoff team. I mean, you should talk about it. See, here, here would be my worry if they had gotten off to hot starts recently and then you worry this year they're going to coast through the regular season because they're just thinking about October. That hasn't been the case. It's been nah. the opposite. No, nah, they got off to slow starts. Hopefully they get off to a better start with the schedule that they have than they've, they've had over the last couple of years to help them kind of, you know, c- catapult themselves and not have to sweat it out so much. But, yeah, they, I think that they'll be – I don't have a problem with them talking about playoffs or, or going to the World Series at this point. I just want to make one thing clear before I say what I'm about to say. Go ahead. Because I, I, I'm predicting that the Phillies will win the NL East and win 100 games in doing so. And I got them going all the way to the World Series. Maybe win winning. I'll decide. I'll, I'll get back to you at the end of spring training. Well, my official prediction on that. But I, I say that to say we have no idea what could happen. This, I'm not even going with injuries, right? What if a lot of good teams are in the NL? And a lot of teams are in the race at the end of the season. And it is the Braves that end up pulling ahead and winning the division. And the Phillies need to get a wild card spot. And you got the Mets and you got the Padres and the Brewers and all these teams that have been right there. And it's sort of clogged. And we end up getting elbowed out or muscled out. Like, I'm just saying it's not completely guaranteed. And we're going a little bit too far by talking about the World Series. And I can't stress this enough. February. I mean, it, it's it's 40 degrees outside. We haven't gotten to the, the dog days of summer yet. Uh, it, it's way too early for them to start talking about World Series. And frankly, Hugh, disappointed that you're no longer day-by-day, brick-by-brick guy. I mean, still a day former by day, athlete. Brick-by-brick uh, brick guy. I'm on the day-by-day, brick-by-brick. Well, you were a big Eagles brick-by-brick guy. I did waffle on the, on the Jason Kelsey thing. I'm not waffling on this. I'm okay with that because I feel like right now we're just playing semantics. They know what, what needs to be done. And I think that, you know, saying it doesn't say that – saying that they're making it to the World Series does not negate everything else that needs to happen before that. I just think that for them it's just more tunnel vision. Well, so it's more concise. More I agree concise. with that. I, I, I just think they're focused in a way I haven't seen them before. Yeah. I mean, oh, and I think they understand what it takes now because they've had two straight runs where they've, they've gotten in that area. You know, two years ago if the Phillies had said the World Series – It'd be laughable. Like no one on that team had ever even experienced October for the most part. Now they get it. They understand the way this works. Okay. Now. This is assuming that they learned their lesson from they 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 looked past the Diamondbacks in that yeah, in those last few games. Garrett, Garrett Stubbs is talking about jumping in their pool to celebrate their their yeah. bur- their World oh, Series birth. Yeah, that was terrible. Okay, it's so <laughs> overlooking one team in one series already bit them. We're talking about overlooking 162 games. And three or two, possibly three playoff series. I'm not there. Can't do it. I love it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And of course, the Kelsey thing with a deadline. I would put a deadline for for one week from today. A hard deadline for Jason Kelsey. Either you're in or you're not. And if you're not, we appreciate all you've done. And you've been a great Eagle, a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Sounds, that just sounds so. Ugh. 
Well, I mean, so deadlines, they're only harsh if you're if you're on a, not knowing what you're doing. I mean, a deadline is just a de- I actually think a deadline could help Jason Kelsey if he hasn't made a decision because then you have to figure it well, out. I'm pretty sure that that in his mind, he knows they got to say something before, you know, free agency starts. I think he would, too. And a lot of people brought that up. Al brought it up. Bree. I don't I don't think Kelsey would intentionally hurt the Eagles. But a hard deadline means you can't waffle. I'm out. You've you've no more waffling. You've ended your career with the Eagles. If you tell me no, right? I'm moving on to someone else, whether it be the draft or free agency. That's why I think it would actually help Kelsey. I would like him to be here, though. I mean, well, then, then tell him to decide. Yeah, he needs to make it. He needs to make a decision, but he could make it, you know, right before, you know, free agency starts. Yeah, that's called a soft deadline for yeah, Hugh soft, Douglas. Yeah, a little soft deadline. Yeah, there's hard deadlines. Could you just, hey, buddy, could you just let me know? What is this hey, buddy stuff? <laughs> Jason, are you in or you're out, man? Hey, bud. Hey. Let you know, know what it sounds like? It sounds like you're afraid to tell him there's a deadline. I'm not afraid. It's, it, it sounds like I ain't that. afraid of no Jason Kelsey. I'm just giving the man the respect that he deserves. Yeah, but the way you said I said it See, harshly, you said become, it too softly. This has become a little petty now. Which well, I'm, okay, I'm okay well, with Petty. But the way you're saying it, like, hey, Jason. No, no. Jason, are you in or are you out? I mean, because out? it's too aggressive. I mean, it, dude's a Hall of Famer, and he's still playing at a high level. If he wants to play, I mean, he just needs a little bit of time to figure it out. He's figure had he two do. months. You just said something that got me thinking. What do you got? We might already need to reshuffle the core values or add. On today's value. show? On our show? Yeah, yeah of course. You want to I add think one? we missed a huge core value God, of the midday show. We couldn't show. get through a day with five, and you want to add a six? <laughs> Pettiness. Petty. Oh, yeah. Pettiness is a midday show core value. It really is. It really is. That's true. And we've got a lot of callers that agree with that. I all think, right. I think one, one might have to get bumped. All right, we'll, we'll figure this whole thing we, out. We do six. Can we, why can't we just have six? It doesn't flow. It doesn't. F- five, five pop. Six yeah. is like you're, you don't know what you're, you're doing. Just doing too, well, we, do we know what we're doing? Uh, uh, some would say no. Okay, here's, here's where I think the, the snag could come. I think you could possibly combine two of these into one. The leaving logic at home and moving the goalposts. Uh, they I do work go a little together. bit hand in hand. Yeah, I'm... I'm just saying, you know, when like a, a a team can't figure out their playbook, you're adding plays. It's not going to actually make it any better. I'm I just I, I'm yeah, wary of that. Okay, well, just this is my initial. Right. Uh, uh, just you know. he's trying to, you know, we're yeah. trying to we're trying to streamline this just a little you bit. Just keep just it bit. all simple for us. All right, Mad Mike, King of Price. What's up, Mike? Hey, how are we doing today, guys? Good, Mike. What's up today? I think I think a core value should be hate. <laughs> That's your core value, Mike. It is. But um, <laughs> and I, I lead with it every day. Um. One of the things, this whole Jason Kelsey thing, is it, it's kind of annoying. Didn't we, like, last year, like, chase him around? Are you going to come? Are you gonna? And then Howie's doing stupid tequila shots with him. Like, it, it, either you're playing or you're not playing. And, and, dude, you've got, like, elsewhere to be. Just just give us, just tell us what you're doing. It's, it's a business. And I'm sorry, I, I can't kiss this guy's butt. Just to see what he's going to do. Like, it's a business. You're either playing or you're not. And, and Mike, it's not like they have all this extra time. Like, if, if it was the summer and they still didn't know, all right, just tell, you know, show up the training camera. But they got to do free agency in the draft. They got to know if this guy, and he doesn't play for cheap, which complicates things. Yeah. Also, I, I, one other thing can, can we just put uh, Nick Sirianni in the closet that they had Howie Roseman in when Chip Kelly put him over there? Because, this guy serves no purpose at this point. Just let him collect his money and let the other coaches do what they're doing and just 
shut him up about his stupid core values. I don't need to hear about that. So you didn't like that he's tripling down on the core values? It's stupid. I mean, (laughs) like literally, the guy has an entire team of communications people to tell him how to say things, and he still sounds like a moron. It doesn't seem like he listens to what they're telling him, or or maybe it's just or not he's working. speaking from the heart. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I don't give a shit. Is that listen. working out well, for him? Well, it's not. Speak from his brain because his heart's stupid. Yeah, that's, that was pretty strong. Mike, we Mike. appreciate the phone call. That was pretty strong. Yeah, speaking from your brain is actually that, that that's logic, right? That would be using that, logic. Yeah, yeah, but speak. Yeah, but yeah, we don't do that from here. His heart. He's definitely yeah, the coach probably heart. should at some point, but maybe not us here. Um, yeah, I, I, Mike's point on the the Kelsey thing. Just because he's a great player doesn't mean he gets to, to make a decision forever. He's got to make a decision for the, in the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and I think he will. I think he will. I think this is much ado about nothing. I don't think he's going to leave him hanging because you don't want to be in that realm where, you know, you, you have all this – people uh, adore you, and then all of a sudden people start not liking you because you are kind of playing with their emotions a little bit too much. Yeah, and I, I actually think it's okay that he doesn't know. If he doesn't know, if he hasn't made a decision yet, that's fine. It's a really hard decision, but at some point we need to know. It, it's it's quite simple. We need to know. Otherwise, we're going to save this cap room. We're going to save your spot on the roster. We're going to save your position, all that kind of stuff. I, I think I actually this has gotten to a point where if the Eagles don't know, they have to make a phone call to Jason and say, hey, man, come on, like." I'm pretty sure that I, I would venture to say they've been in contact with Jason. Of course they have. They should be. Yeah. And, and Can probably, we hear Howie again, though? Because how, Howie. Probably talking to him every day. Yeah. Howie twice here made me think that they. Which are, one do you want? Uh, let's hear the one from uh, the, the interview he did at the press conference of the combine, the first okay. one this week, just because it sounded to me like he doesn't want to put any pressure. I don't know if Howie knows yet. Obviously, uh, those guys, unbelievable players, unbelievable people, and uh, they deserve the right to decide what's best for them. And, um, you know, uh, we'll wait and give them whatever time and space they need to make the right decisions. And I think the important thing from our perspective is you'd never want to see them wearing different colors. And I, I think for us, no matter when that is, if they want the opportunity to come back, we, we'd want to have the opportunity to bring them back. That doesn't sound to me like Howie's positive of what Kelsey's doing. Didn't sound like it. Well, you know, Howie does play like to play coy sometimes, so maybe that's what it is as well. But what is the benefit of playing coy with this one? Like- Not showing what everybody what he's going to do. Like, Howie has been stoic when it comes to anything Eagles-related, especially around this time of year. So I don't think he's going to say a whole lot. No, I, I know, but like – What's the what's the purpose? What's the benefit? Like when you say I'm going to play the young guys, then you don't tell all the free agents we're going to give you all the, the yeah, bag. Yeah, see, like in this situation, maybe it's out of respect for Kelsey and what he wants to do. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, I, I wouldn't expect Howie to go up there and say, "Hey, Jason, call me this morning. He's retired." No, I, he wouldn't do that to him. I just, I don't. I'm trying to understand why he would say, I, "You know, I'll give him all the time he needs." I mean, yeah, that, that means I, to me he doesn't know yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't. It's 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 weird how this is played out. To be totally honest, when you talk about how we knew or we thought we knew at the beginning or at the end of the game right. in Tampa, and then all of a sudden it just became a shroud of mystery throughout the whole thing. Well, it, I think we moved more and more towards, at least in my mind, he was going to retire. Right, all the stuff he's doing in Vegas and at the games and he's and having he, fun. Yeah, and he's basically interviewing for jobs, which is totally his prerogative. But the fact that we're still here a week from free agency and he nothing has been announced, that is a little bit bizarre to me. That makes me think he's not quite sure. 215-592-9494. All right, lot to do. We'll get to everyone's phone calls. 
Jason Kelsey, should the Eagles put a deadline on this for him to make a decision so they know what they're doing this offseason? And do you like that the Phillies continue to talk here in February? It is still February about the World Series. I love it. I, I think it is awesome that they are that focused and that lasered in on what they want to do this season. Kyle thinks it's a little too much too soon. 215 592 9494 plus. We got to open up an investigation here on one of our own. We got a brewing scandal in the NFL, and we have someone that was involved with a lot of these parties. Maybe he knows something. That's next. Your phone call, 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Yeah, it's time to uh, do what we do once in a while around here, and that is open up a little investigation here. There's a, a, a brewing scandal in the NFL, and one of our own has ties to every party, so we got to figure this thing out. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's the latest on this, uh, this investigation we're going to open? All right, so uh, it starts with our good old buddy, Nicole Hardman, or Nicole mm. Hardman, I'm not exactly sure. Miko. Yes, Nicole Hardman. Chief. Yes, Chief, uh, former Jet as well, and also... Former Georgia Bulldog. Now, after we get to Hugh, we will have who the actual culprit might be. But he was doing some jawing on Twitter and social media uh, with some other former Jets teammates. And one of his teammates, I think uh, his name is Kenny Yeboa. I'm going to be terrible. Look, pronunciation doesn't matter. One of our core values. Yeah, one of our core values. He called him out and said, basically, like, you gave, you being Nicole Harbin, you gave the Eagles, the Georgia Eagles in particular, the Jets playbook. So, it, I mean, whoa, it's a little bit, you know, first of all, or first takeaway is like, how do you still lose to the Jets when you have their playbook? Yeah, that's not good. That's embarrassing. But the second thing that I picked up on or started, uh, started sniffing out here, I went Jets, Eagles, Georgia. Andy. Andy, this is, this has Hugh Douglas written well, all wait, over wait, it. Wait a minute, what do you mean? So, hold on. So, uh, just to add a little further context, then we'll implicate Hugh even further. So Connor Hughes, uh, and I know Connor, I used to work with him. He he, he uh, reports for SNY up in New York. Mm-hmm. He he uh, added to the tweets back and forth, and he said there's validated belief from the Jets that Nicole Hardman, frustrated by his lack of usage, leaked game plans to the opposition, not just the Eagles game, but also the Chiefs. So he, as Kyle was saying, the, the Jets players think that Nicole Hardman, when he was with the Jets, leaked the game plan to screw over the Jets to, against both the Eagles and the Chiefs. So the reason you're being uh, questioned here on the stand is you have connections to everyone involved here. Obviously, you played for the Jets, mm-hmm. okay? Close to Andy. You're an Eagles Hall of Famer. And Nicole Hardman went to Georgia, and we know you're a famous Georgia guy. <laughs> I'm a famous Georgia guy now? Yeah, I mean, you... You, you, you mean you, I, I I worked in Georgia? Well, I mean, <laughs> you got ties. Good morning, Atlanta. I worked in you Atlanta. You got ties. So I'm just saying, you, you're like at the... Um, Epicenter. Yeah, of everything here. Do you know anything about this? None. Okay. None. Not okay. a thing. That's weird to me that Miko Hartman giving up the game plan for a game. Was he with the Jets the week they played? The he was Eagles? trying to sabotage them. Huh. And who is he giving the game plan to? And then by by, well, by there's a lot relaying of Georgia players here. That yeah, would be and relaying it to the coach, and and they believe it. 
Well, then again, they they were running their own game plan, so ain't no telling. And it did, they, but they didn't win the game. <laughs> they lost the they, game. They did not win the game. The Jets gave the Chiefs a hard time too. I know this year. So well, I don't understand. Well, all right. If I may, I have the Georgia player that might actually be involved here with the Eagles. What do you got? So there's only, if I'm not mistaken, there's only one player that was on the Eagles last year whose time at Georgia crossed over with Hardman. Swift. DeAndre Swift. Hmm. Another Hugh connection, by the way. He's your guy. (laughs) And it still didn't work out. This is getting fishy, man. I mean, it wasn't me. If the NFL calls anyone to the stand, it's going to be Hugh. I tell you what, and none of those guys talk to me like that because I'm the media. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> like I just so happen to play for the for the birds, but I am considered the bad guy, just like Ike and John Ritchie. We're not considered like we're not adored over there like that. We are the enemy. So no, definitely not. I wonder what the penalty is going to be. Obviously, we're just kidding with the Hugh connection and all these silly things. I believe you. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> but I wonder what punishment there would be for Hardman if this is if found out. I wonder if he could he be blackballed. I mean, he's, I would. I, I wouldn't want him in my locker room. That's a bad player. That's a bad so look, not? though. Yeah. If he did that, that is a bad look. I'm just like I don't know how every GM would handle it. I would never sign him. Yeah, like, well, he's not, you're out. not that good. Well, you're not that good, <laughs> and and you leak the game plan to the other team. Like if, if I find out that's true, I would never sign that guy. Yeah, that's crazy. And nobody probably would trust you after that either. Exactly. No, nah, that's crazy. It's like uh, who was that player? Was it D'Angelo Russell in the NBA? Remember he was snitching. There was a uh, the, it was like a thing where the, it was a woman and Nick Young was the other player. Oh, when he's telling yeah. on folks, yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah, it's like can you trust that guy in the locker room? It's that nah. kind of stuff. Obviously, this is about the team, not just about a personal situation. There's a mole. There's a mole. Yep, and we know there's one person who's got connections to all the different legs of this. Yes. And I don't talk to none of those guys. Well, hold on. None a second. of them. You're an Eagles Hall of Famer, so you got connections there. You did go out to Kansas City and, and see some Chiefs people this year. You you, you do have some, some of these, people. yeah. I mean, you, you I didn't see any. I, well, you've I got Georgia people on yeah, in your phone. I mean, yeah. don't don't pretend there's no connections. Yeah, but I mean, I don't thickening. I don't talk to people like that. I know I'm not saying there's a smoking gun, but you no, but it's like I don't you know I don't talk to folks like that. I I know them, you know I talk to them like periodically but not like you know a whole lot you're not involved in any cheating scandals no, not no with the nfl scandals like that no definitely and hugh douglas just keeps working can i no, ask though not. how in the world the eagles lost to the jets if the eagles had the jets game plan that might be the worst middle thing. linebacker play for the for the jets was pretty pretty lights out that day does this now shoot up the rankings of the worst loss of the season <laughs> knowing the game plan and losing <laughs> to zach wilson yeah it's the worst loss of the season it, it's, it's knowing the game plan and still not being able to execute it to your favor that is pretty bad. Yeah, in retrospect, that was the beginning of the end for the Eagles right there. All right, 215-592-9494. Back to the phones here after our little investigation there. I'm not sure we actually proved anything, but we certainly implicated you. For something. Look, we, we, we only say investigate for a reason. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't solve. S- we, we have never solved a single thing. Not one. Implicate, accuse, all those kind of things. Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Robert. Hey, great show, guys. As always. Thanks, Robert. What's up? What's the deal on McGuirks? You two are going to be there in the Horsham on the 13th? We are. So March 13th, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. all day long. For the morning show all the way through the afternoon show, we'll be there for our Birds Town Hall. So We're we going to be there? Uh, I mean, we as a station. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. we may that's be there for a couple hours within other that's, shows, that's but Hugh's that. obviously okay. putting his foot down about working all day. <laughs> okay, now you, you, you're, you're an appassionando of bacon, of all things bacon, correct? I like bacon. Bacon is my favorite, yes. Ah, excellent. Joe, what about you? What, what, you? How many kids do you have, Joe? You have a couple little kids? Two kids. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. 
Okay, and Kyle won't be out there. It's just be the two of you guys, right? Yes, we'll be there. All right. Well, I'll bring you a selection of bacons when I see you next year. Oh, season. wow. That's I that. Like yeah, no one's going to say no to that, Robert. Robert, what are well, you feeling the on the, uh, the J.C. Kelsey situation? Oh, I'd love to have him come back, but it's business. You know, they, they need to know. I'm assuming they know already. I, I agree with uh, um, the fellow he just had on. Blanking on his name. I should know. Al oh, Al. Of course, Al. Yeah, Al. The hockey guy. Yeah, Al. I should remember this being a hockey guy. I think, I think it's already a done deal. But, you know, on the show yesterday, uh, Tom and what's the young lady that was working with him? Uh, probably a- Ashlyn. 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 She said something very profound that you guys have not talked about. I don't know if you caught it. She was talking about Sirianni's speech, how he's going on and on about, you know, three, two months after after the loss. They're just now beginning to figure out why they lost. Yeah, that one, next- Robert. We I didn't hear her say that, but and and I don't think we mentioned it yesterday. It did catch me though. I well, she. I'm yeah. guessing she was talking about Sirianni saying that they're kind of in in the midst now of trying to figure out what went wrong. Yeah, and she's like, "How's that possible? They, they should be in the midst right now of evaluating players and getting ready for the draft. They should have sorted out the why we lost question. Like, oh, I don't know." couple of months ago, yeah, maybe. My question to that one is, what have you been doing for the last month and a yeah. half? Yeah. Well, you know my feeling about Sirianni. I mean, I hope he's gone after a couple of games. I mean, but to the last question about winning the World Series, now, I'm different than you in this, Joe. You know, I was around in 69 when a certain Joe Namath, you know, came out and said, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Guarantee it. You know, and I'm like, come on, just giving the other team information. Uh, you know, if, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, you help me out there. Bulletin board Pittsburgh. material. Yeah, Bill yeah, Moore. Yeah. Like, why, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to poke the bear? I mean, when I was coaching and I was playing, our philosophy was be quiet, play on the field, you know, do your talking by your actions. You know, none of this high school crap that, that uh, Sirianni is all about and guys like that. We, we saw that as Bush League behavior. Our coaches were, you know, like Lombardi, Don Shula, people like that, quiet assassins, you know, just silent, go about your business. Do your talking on the field, you know, show it, show show them what you got physically and strategically. And that's how you should play the game. So I feel that way about everything. In baseball, don't say anything, guys. Just get in the field and show us. Show the other guys that, that we're going to be the champions. Well, ultimately, you know? that's what matters is what they do here. And, and yeah, Robert, we, we, we appreciate it. It's a good phone call. We'll, and we'll see you next week. There, there is a couple differences there. One, now, Joe Namath's team did win. He guaranteed they it. Yeah, they he win. guaranteed they won. And yeah, they won. That did not help me. And let's also, let's just clarify <laughs> here. <laughs> the Phillies have not guaranteed they're winning the World Series. They're just talking about that as Getting the, there. the goal. Like, yeah. They're saying that the whole goal is to win the last game of the season, to I don't win have a problem the World Series. I don't have a problem with that being the goal because that's the goal for everybody that is in position to be in the World Series or in the, the Super Bowl or in the NBA championships. That, that's their ultimate goal. Yeah. Now. Now, most don't talk about it like this, though. No, but but the steps are still the same. You know, win a championship, win a division, win a championship, get home court advantage or whatever, whatever it is, and try to win win it all. But those are those are the things that, like, it's just that you don't – I think for Kyle, they're not talking about the other steps. They're just talking about the last step, yeah, the final well, step. Yeah, well, I just like that it's notable to me because they didn't do this last year. I mean, last year they were coming off the World Series, and they talked more about – like they, they tried to stay more in the moment day by day. Well, mm-hmm. that didn't work. They, they struggled for two months before they figured out how to play again. I, I like that their only goal is to win the World Series. Yeah, and the mission's still the same. It's just that the uh, the way that they're talking about it is probably different, and that's probably something that you're not used to. But to your point, Joe, to, to, to be that close and fall short – I mean, you already know the steps it takes to get there. Speaking into existence. I don't have a problem with you speaking into existence. 
I just think uh, here's the comparison that I'm going to make that might bring you guys to my side, might, might make you throw up. Mm-hmm. It's Mets and Cowboy esque. This stuff. Well, it but it, that's if they fail. Okay, but like, but let's be honest about this here. Do you think the odds are more likely that they win the World Series or that they don't? I no, mean, the, the sad yeah. reality of it is that the odds are more likely that they won't. Right, they're like, fifteen this is to baseball, one. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's definitely not cowboy esque because the Cowboys have for the last couple of years haven't even gotten past the first round well, of the but, playoffs. But Dak, before the playoffs started, was talking about going to Vegas. He was, yeah. I mean, he was. And the I Mets mean, were practicing they, their damn World Series celebration yeah, but, but, in spring training. But this but, team has been close. They, it, I mean, they literally were in the World Series. Yeah. Got to the NLCS. And Dak was being premature, knowing, knowing the history of the Cowboys. This, I hear what you're saying, Cowboys. It's different. I'm so, but, well, I'm sorry. The history of the Phillies is that they have, like, two World <laughs> Series in 116 yeah, years. Yeah, the history yeah, of the Phillies isn't exactly one. championship. <laughs> but at least they, like, when we talk about, like, Revisionist history and being like recent recency biased. I mean, I get what you're saying Philly, with the Cowboys yeah, thing. Yeah, it's they, just they ain't been nowhere. It's, I'm comparing it to the way that they talk, and that, that bothers me about those teams. Yeah, that bothers me about this current Phillies. Team. There's it's it's perception becomes your reality. The way I perceive this is they are more focused than they have been in years. I don't think they're going to get off to a bad start. In fact, I think they're going to get off to a very good start. There's no more excuses this time. There's nobody's hurt, uh, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. No one of significance is hurt right now. There's no like. New guy, a lot of money. Like, what was it, two years ago it was Castellanos because he, could, you know, he couldn't find a home and he was yeah. out of whack. And I, Okay, life stuff gets in the way. Last year was Trey Turner. I'm not quite sure why he was bad, but he was bad for four months. There's none of that this year. They didn't, other than Whit Merrifield, who's a utility player, they didn't really add anybody. So everyone is comfortable. Bryce Harper's playing the whole year. He's at, he's at a position he's going to play all year. I expect a big start from the Phillies. And I expect them to be good all year. And I think this is just going to push them that way. I love this. Lou's at Delco. What's up, Lou? Lou. Yo, what's up? Lou. We live, we stupid. Well, that's us. That's that's the midday show. What's up, Lou? No, so we got to bring that effing trophy home. Right? That's that's bring the whole for- goal, Lou. That's the whole goal. Yeah. So we we set the bar high. We might be able to talk about it, but uh, it doesn't matter because that's the that's the perception. That's what they've been going for. That's what bring it home. Bring it home. So you Talk like this, Lou? Home. You're you're on my side. I got Sounds Lou like from Delco on, on, on my he's side. On, he's on board with that. Yeah, bro. I think we're. I mean, I don't know why Kyle's so scared. Kyle just don't like the, 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 the rhetoric that they're doing. Yeah, I'm he, noticing, Lou, yeah, I am noticing some fear that. on the show today. Kyle's afraid of this. Hugh doesn't want it to tell Jason Kelsey to have a deadline. A little, a little nervous. A little fear. Yeah, I, I can understand. You know, as far as the Kelsey thing is concerned, I, I thought at one time a couple of weeks ago that really the people would make the decision on whether Jason Kelsey would come back. You mean like uh, the fans? Yes, the fans. Well, I, I think it, he wants. I think he wants to hear it from the fans. I well, think if the fans tell him that they want one more year, of Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey will come back. Well, I Lou, really I think he's heard that because we did have convinced Kelsey Day. Was that? Uh, I think that was Valentine's Day. Lou, yeah. we appreciate it. And I'm pretty it. sure that he heard it everywhere he goes in the city. That people are probably asking him that question. Please come back. Yeah, come on, man. Just one more year, you know, get the burst. So all of that is in it, on his head, or he's thinking about all that. What do we right think uh, the, the teams would be like if, if every decision, big decision, was made by WIP audience? I thought you were going to say by Lou. Or Lou. Yeah, just, uh, just us in general. Like if we got to make the decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be bad. Why? 
I think because, well, first of all, Terry Turner wouldn't be here. Like, he'd be gone. Uh, I don't know. I don't think more than half the people wanted him gone. No, I mean, you wanted him gone. Yeah, but I'm just one we voice. Get, we get to make the decision. I meant we as a, the whole region. Oh, okay. I like a vote. Meant, I thought you meant when you said we, I thought you meant like no. us. Us make policy. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get a larger say than anybody else. <laughs> I just may scream it loud. That would be interesting, though. From, your, from that perspective, that would be kind of interesting. The fans for one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.